My spam folder is full of women that want to sleep with me. Someone should tell them. Uh, get in the, <laughs> get in the bus, man. <laughs> everyone has that. That's pretty much everyone's experience with a spam folder. Well, I'm just saying, like, I don't, like I don't look at my spam folder. Like the frozen meme, like, someone should tell them. I'm going to tell them. <laughs> would, you prefer it, would you prefer it to, like... Would you prefer to have spam of lonely singles that are related to your sexual orientation, or would you rather? I don't just know not if it would make me feel more <laughs> like sad, like if it was inclusive if, spam scams. Like I don't know if it'd make me feel more like sad and lonely if it was like successfully tempting on some level, even though it's obviously all fake. But like the fact that it's a woman is just like <laughs> it's just so off base. I'm like, I leave me honestly, alone. <laughs> this isn't honestly, working. Yeah. I am pretty proud that uh, once YouTube thought I was a pregnant woman and that needed like things <laughs> on the on the adverts and stuff, and I'm like, what am advertising I, to you like special shirts? Yeah, and like bras pants. and whatnot, and, like, and pregnancy th things, and I'm like, yeah, I'm down for this. Non-relevant <laughs> ads are my favorite. Speaking Not of pregnancy, welcome to Dialogue Choices podcast. We're watching Nintendo Direct from like four days ago because yes. We were talking shit about Dark Souls, and then Andrew brought it up, and then we're like, "Oh, I guess we'll watch this instead of talking shit about Dark Souls." We have a topic. No, we so can talk. Welcome. We can, we can, we can multitask if we finish this in yeah. if we finish this forty-four minute video in less than two hours. We can talk shit about Dark Souls afterwards. That's gonna be difficult. There you we, go. We, we've baited the line. What could it mean? Anyway, welcome to another one of these things where we watch the press conference, and I skip through the boring parts. Probably. We do you? And then, but the rating yeah. is pending. Also, COVID. There's a lot of like low low build up to yeah. Oh wait a minute. Wow, they just Pikmin. <laughs> they don't need to they don't need to like trick you. You know what you're here. You know what it's I know, but it's like it's they it's, almost always are so dependent on the idea of I'm gonna show iconography that you're familiar with and you go <gasps> before they actually reveal the logo at the end. So <laughs> yeah. it's very it's very funny that they just are like it's Pikmin 4, just don't be surprised. Anyway. I think it's more just like that That builds the hype. Seeing that title card come up, you're like, oh, let's go. And now, mm -hmm. what is that? That thing foreign. is silly looking. I'm it's ready. It's foreign. Music. I mean, he, okay, so Keith's reading the subtitles here, obviously. This isn't yeah, yet they can, showing up in the game. Yeah, but they can see it. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, hopefully. Yeah, I'm recording that's a red sub Pikmin, by the way. Oh my god, those are blue and yellow Pikmin. Uh, Whoa, if that's, you didn't know. That's the color wheel. Look at us go. So what is this game about, I man, wonder? Man, this game would be so much at it. Pikmin would be so much prettier if all the Pikmin were secondary colors instead of primary colors. Secondary colors are yeah, better, but, but it's true. Granted, they want to have green buds on top, so that'd be a problem. It'd be a nah, lot What the purple. fuck? It's an what? ice Pikmin. That's ice not is what the other color. Is. Oh my god. Oh my wow. god. <laughs> Iceberg lettuce is gonna fuck you up. It straight up killed that thing. Uh, I played the original Pikmin for some amount of time and never beat it as a kid. So I'm I, vaguely I played aware. it a little bit yeah. on the Game Boy Advanced, I think. Basically, Pikmin, uh, Pikmin is like the more eco-friendly version of Factorio, where you crash land on an alien planet and you have to exploit the local wildlife in order to escape the planet. I did not understand how to play the game because I didn't read the tutorial. <laughs> it is a it is a it trip. Was... It's very different from a been... lot of things. Yeah. He said a whoa. 
Oh, oh. I, you that's have an ear. You have a knack to hear people space, say. It's all he said. He literally just said, oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like the game boy. The, uh, the, the entire voice line is just a spaceman says, oh, whoa. Uh, was it 3DS? I just now checked. So what? Oh, yeah. What was it? Another another Pikman. Uh, what man. was Pikman originally on? It was on GameCube. No, originally, I think it was on the, the GameCube, right? GameCube. Yep. Yeah. But I played then, on a on a portable thing. Uh, Pikmin Touch, I think, was a game. Yeah, Pikmin Touch was, I think, the most recent one. Because that people were upset that the most recent Pikmin game was like a mobile game. Oh my god. Oh. Angie Pikmin. Oh no, the vague angry strawberry. This That's year, just, those guys are just strawberries. Seventh. Those are just angry strawberries. Look, a talking man that is. talks. But we don't want to hear the, the, the talking man that talks. No, no gonna he's just going to prep you for what's coming up. Yeah. Oh, right. Ew. Finally. I was waiting for the expansion. Oh. It's just the Xenoblade 3 JRPG has an expansion. Okay. <laughs> None Dancing of us played it. Animals. <laughs> I've actually never known what the gameplay of this was. Why is it called Friend Samba? <laughs> because it's a monkey dancing with his friends. Do you not see that? No, it Look isn't. It would be Amigos. Amigos. Oh no, somebody, we have someone who can translate the title. They're fucked. It's, everybody they're about, knows what Amigo means. They're, got, they're about to get owned. Yeah. I mean, it's what a Japanese it? company. We understand. What, is it, what does it mean? Dance with friends? No, no, no. It's the, sam it's the Samba of the friend. What's Samba? Samba is like a, a, a Brazilian style of dance. So, so, it's so dance of friends? <laughs> yeah, but specifically no, Samba. Or is it dance of friends? Dance, dance of, friends. of friend single. Yeah. Singular that sounds like a Nintendo title. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see the problem. Oh my god, oh my jazz cats. <laughs> <laughs> he was making that like white, white guy on internet face where he does the thumbs up. That kid. Mm. Hmm. What? Got a passion for Got fashion? Got a passion for fashion? <laughs> Who doesn't? It's lit. Oh, finally. A game for my mom. Oh, no. The are kind of crappy, though. Oh, no, this camera. <laughs> Why is it like that? You can't see anything. <laughs> Wait, the someone just took the ant. Wait a second. This is just Animal Crossing without the island management. You're just like, I'm going to put on fancy oh, clothes, walk around, and tell it other is. people their clothes, their pants. This totally sounds like an upgrade. No. I don't, want, I don't want the island. The island is the only part of Animal Crossing that matters. Everything else is like fluff to distract you from the lack of anything else to do. I, I'm not the most tall. It's like the exact same person. fucking interface. Holy shit, dude! Is it? But aren't these all yeah. kind of blind? I mean, it's just a grid of things, right? No, this game looks really ugly. No, no, the the way that it puts your character in the center with two she doesn't look like she's doing too well. <laughs> she looked like no, she needed she, was, she, need, she, she was needed done. a health drink in Yakuza. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Something you could play on the go. All right. Yeah. Play the dress up doll. Pretty good. Yeah, he Do you played control on the, the character in that? It looked like the character was walking yeah. on rails or something. No, you control the character. Purple werewolf. Why did they specify that it's a paid DLC? 
because uh, Nintendo uh, Online gives you free DLC what? when you pay for them. Why was Richter so tall? Uh, because your character's so short. Richter's like a foot taller than Dead Cells, man. I have yeah, finished Dead, Dead Cells, Cells once. Very tiny. And I, I can uh, reliably finish Dead Cells uh, more than once. Dead Cells is okay. I would say it's like... I think it's, it's one of the best games ever. It's really? so People seem to like it. I don't yeah. really like roguelikes. It's, it's so it's like fine. there's so many coins flying all over. It's cool. I just don't really like I don't like the part where the game yeah. starts over because I died and then I can't use my past experience to play better because the level uh, changed. That's true. That is like true. you get like you get better at the game, obviously, but the the move everything I moved. <laughs> I wanna learn the yeah. I wanna learn the level. Yeah. That's why Pathologic's the best roguelike, because it doesn't change when you die is and you have to start over. <laughs> Is this a Tron game? Pathologic is the best roguelike. Yeah. Hot <laughs> takes. I mean, everyone's first playthrough, they die and have to start the whole run over. We did not care about that Tron game. No. <laughs> Go away, Tron. It didn't even look like a real video game. No, that's true. Is Ghost Trick a point-and-click adventure on the touch controller? Oh, like oh, it's a Final Destination fucking bullet time it's, it's <laughs> point-click adventure. Game. <laughs> she looks. Why does wow. she have chicken hair? Chicken hair. That's, <laughs> That's cool. I like that idea. She had, a, she had a waddle hair. She did. Yes, bring back Carfu from uh, uh, Watch Dog. No, Sleeping Dogs. Is this that the, Kuzo? The good game. No. Deca police. There's ten of them, exactly. No, there's two police centers. Come on, man. The Decism. Decism. <laughs> oh, that voice actor. Okay. That's interesting. That was an unflattering yeah, photo of that one guy with the goggles. This, <laughs> they really couldn't take it a second post? one. Whoever oh used God, that as his profile was being mean. Is this from Atlas or what? What's the company called that makes Persona? Atlas. Atlas. Every yeah, thirty seconds, this looks game. like a different genre. Uh, Does it? It looks like it's a, just a turn-based. Oh, now they're turn furries. Oh, okay. <laughs> it looked like anime LA Wait. noir, and then suddenly it had turn-based combat, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> Deep pro oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna profile this person. He's a criminal. Yeah. All right, time to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's an Overwatch. Oh uh, yeah, propaganda game. First ever turn-based strategy game to have racial profiling as an action. <laughs> That's I. I I mean, is a furry a Is race? that a stitch? Is that little Bayonetta? It is Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's baby Bayonetta. I was... I don't know the plot that, of Bayonetta at all. That's not baby a... Bayonetta, that's just a, a more moderately proportioned Bayonetta. Yeah, so a baby. <laughs> no, it is. I watched Toaster play an hour of Bayonetta when he decided he was going to play all of them again when 3 came out. And that's good luck. Pretty much what I remember this about Bayonetta. Really <laughs> Graphically, it looks pretty good, but uh, that's a neat style. Is I, it, I yeah, I really like the style. It's, oh, okay. It so looks it's like an artist that I know based. about online that who's, I have a print of on my wall. 
They did those really cool, like, Dark Souls. Oh, they those, like, I like Dark Souls and Bloodborne attack. and Berserk sceneries. Okay, that's cool. One of the things I hate about Bayonetta is the combat. Combat in Bayonetta is awful because it's got that Devil May Cry combat. <laughs> Hot takes from Andrew. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it is from watching. It's, I mean, it's from the creator just, of, I, of Devil May Cry. Yeah. The whole point is to I know, be like I, just, I just don't like. I don't like that combat style. I don't like the combo combat. I like it. I just. I don't like. I prefer to punch things. I, my hot take is that I like Nero more than any of the other characters in those games because fucking Dante's moveset is so bloated that it, it like overrides my brain and I'm like, please, no. And Nero has like a fucking Tony Hawk move where like how Tony Hawk moves added in each sequel are designed to like let you combo better. And Splatoon yeah. to expansion pass. Don't play yep. that. Uh, but like in Tony Hawk games, every every sequel adds a new move at least in the early games, that would let you combo more. Like, they had the manuals and the reverts and the spine transfers. And Nero's mm. core mechanic is that he has a, a stretchy gumma-gumma arm that either drags him to enemies, to large enemies or small enemies to him so he can continue comboing. And I'm like, that's extremely Tony Hawk. That, that totally fits in a game about combos. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It makes me not want to play anyone else because I played I him first. <laughs> I think, like, God of War was the only time I tolerated combo combat. Yeah, that God of War is boring. Yeah, see, I, that's that's like my limit of combo. Like, I liked God of War, but like then it was like, no, this is too much. I don't want to think about fighting moves in a video game. That's why I don't play fighting games. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think I like the redesigns of any of the Disney characters. Wait, and this is just a game from 1992. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Actually, I'm being unfair. From 1997. <laughs> Oh, I didn't like that static camera. Yeah. Yeah, I think I hate this game. What? How did the... How? Okay. Weird. I don't... There's something... There's so... There's a weird That's lack nice. of energy that hurts me. Like the well, it's clearly the, just a rescanning. Like, like it's the, not... The, like the camera's like so far away. And there's looks, like no energy like the, to the screen. It looks like a slow speedrunners. It's like yeah, it does. this I looks like say. boring Rayman. Rayman? Oh yeah. It makes me just want to play Rayman Legends. But it's Mickey and Friends probably for three year olds. So you know. Yeah. Well yeah, it's definitely can't for, have like, much energy. Teens. Yeah, like not that adults can't play. It's got that big but... zoomed out four player co op camera angle from uh, Super Mario Super Mario 3D World, except without any of the energy that game had. That was and apparently was without fun. multiplayer online multiplayer because they specifically said locally yet <laughs> to four players. Uh, all I know about I... this all I know about this game is discourse. <laughs> Hector's back. All I all I want is this game to stop being a game. Like, please <laughs> what go does that away. mean? God, just stop, man. Emblem of Acumen. Do you have anything more to say about that? Do you, do you elaborate on that thought at all? I I think that I think Fire Emblem is a worse game than Xenoblade Chronicles. What? I think it is. I think it is fucking trash. And I Those would just much feel rather strange just to compare. Like a, what do they have in common? I would just rather because they're both RPGs. JRPGs. JRPGs. One of them's one of them's a strategy yeah. game. Yeah, Actually, you know what's a better emblem? And one of them's like a real-time button mash game. 
Yeah, Advanced War is really good. Uh, Advanced War is actually probably Fire, Emblem, Fire has, Emblem, but has choices in this story, right? I would, I would much uh, rather have Advanced Wars. The original uh, head. I just, I just played the first Fire Emblem that came to the United States, and I loved that game. And yeah, then I kind of just like choices. didn't get caught up for a while. And then when I looked at Fire Emblem again, it was like a weird anime boy dating sim that was more, and no one ever talks about the combat or shows the combat. It's always just like endless stuff about all the relationships and all the waifus and things. And I'm like, I don't like, like literally nothing you're saying about this game appeals to me. So I'm, I don't really want to play these games. <laughs> oh, this looks good. Oh no, it's not gameplay. <laughs> no, I thought it was. It was. It's gonna be great. Oh no. That was a tree, not humanity. humanity. That was not the future of humanity, it was the future of a tree. Oh. Ooh. Well, the animation looks cool. Anim animated yeah, visual but, novel portraits uh, are neat. That looks less cool. Oh, nice. Yes. It's a branching visual novel? Lena Rain is incredible. I like Clown Man. To which destiny do you aspire? Harmony, the fall of okay. Yeah, it's just a just a very I don't nod. Oh, it's from the Life of Strange People. Mm, yeah. But as a proper visual novel, I like that. Ew. Oh my god, another Octopath Traveler? Finally, I was in such anticipation for the sequel. How many times have you finished the first Octopath Traveler? Uh, zero. Zero times have <laughs> I Ghost Werewolf. Octopath Traveler. Eight new stories await. Which path Octopath Traveler is the, like, absolute perfect culmination of a game I don't want to play. Really? I, I think that yeah, the... Yeah, I, I, I don't that the, like turn-based RPGs. I kind of like the art style where it looks like they took the pixel art and cooked it there in the oven go. for a while. Now that's yeah. what I'm talking <laughs> about. But I, but I don't like that they're tiny, tiny JRPG people for no reason. Like, I, I, I don't have nostalgia for tiny JRPG people. Oh, fair enough. Having I like characters, I can, characters I can visibly make out make, helps me, like, attach to them better <laughs> as characters mm -hmm. I care about in the story. But that's what portraits yeah. are for. You make the portraits into dialogue. That, and then yeah, attach the but, they, but they don't have that. They just have little text bubbles above them. Oof, that sucks. Oh, oh, it ran like poop on the demo. Oh no! Like that's like that's my issue with CRPGs. Sometimes I'm just like I just I want to yeah. see everybody so I can better remember who they are and see their faces emote. Yep, that's true. Even if it's like a very rote system like Mass Effect One, it still gives me see, more this to, art to style, attach to. I, I really dig this art. This sort of art yeah. Style. The more pixels here are helpful. Yeah. And they're bouncy. Like they got trigger. bounce in their animations. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, this is just they got that trigger, trick yeah. where they like they over exaggerate the motion and then snap back to sell it. It's a trick from theater. If you, if you don't know, it's it's oh a trick I incorporated in the Ad Astra video essay. Hmm. The bounce. Oh look at that! It's the, uh, the thing. When do, the when, end, when, the when do I get Super Dodgeball Advance again? <laughs> oh no, it's, it's not. It's Hamster it. Man. <laughs> What was this that? game? That was a weird this game plays terrible. No, this, if oh you my have god! Hiking. You this definitely look, need more this than look, This doesn't look dodgeball advanced. This looks like that uh, fucking uh, that one-on-one -on -one game where you. Okay. Uh, no, there's like a one-on-one -on -one game where you bounce a frisbee around. I don't know. 
Freaking Giant Bomb made a huge deal about it for a while, and then eventually oh they, they, they hacked it up enough that it actually got a remake by the people that, that did a dive kick and stuff. Way mm. forward. I played a lumberjack version of it or something. Wait. What? Isn't, aren't these first person dungeon crawler? Yeah. Yeah. They're showing the main menu of three images of main menu. <laughs> for, Listen, there's not the a lot of visuals in these kinds of games. Yeah, there's not a lot to look at here. I like first-person dungeon crawlers, which they're is why I, I would, it's why I got yeah. sad when I found out that the average JRPG doesn't the, the doesn't average do that, Japanese yeah. one does not do them the way I want them to. Like they're not they're not even remotely like uh, like like um, uh, Legend of Grimrock, like Legend of Grimrock, yeah, which infinitely set that that that, that like. <clears throat> Starting that genre with those games ruined the genre for me because the, those games are so <laughs> yeah, engaging. They were the best. They're so engaging yeah. and interesting, and the rest <laughs> of the genre is like, would you like to grind? No. Yeah. What Especially if you grind? They're, they're, yeah. Very true. Like the gr the grid the grid map, which seems inherently designed for exploration. That's like why you would have this traversal and mapping system is usually just an excuse for repetitive grinding. I'm like, oh. Okay. <clears throat> I remember I played Doom for for a uh, mobile, and you think like this was back in before the iPhone Fucking came out. Advance Wars. Andy. And guess what? It was one and of the, the other guy. Like that. Henry? What was his name? <laughs> was it Henry? I don't remember his name. Wow. I know that's Andy. Uh, Max. Andy. Sammy. Yeah. It's Advance Wars. Wow. Awesome. Oh I like I like the I have listened to the theme songs wait. of uh of Olaf and Griff so much. So it's gonna be like a whole new game, right? Hopefully. Oh, it's just Advance Wars one and two again, a game I've already beaten multiple times. Well, I can't wait to play oh. it again. I do kind of cool. want to play it. Well, I've never, you don't remember I haven't the done a story. Let's play of Advance Wars. That's fine. You don't remember. I, also, I, the, I, mu I'm the music is so I... fucking good in that game for a so Game Boy Advance yeah. game. <laughs> They are, yes. I like Advance Wars, but I, I want yeah, new Advance Wars games. I don't like Kirby. Wow, hot take. He lost his powers. I just, I just like Kirby in Smash 1, and then I don't like Kirby as a franchise. Wait, Kirby... Kirby is a franchise, yes. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't right, like it's made, made by the people he who make like Smash. Mm. Well... Oh, aren't you hyped for this game where you can only do a basic attack and jump? Look, look at this virgin protagonist. Don't you want to transform into a Chadman? Honestly, it actually does look pretty fun. Them selling, I mean, it, if it's... Them selling it, it's like, look yeah. at what a sad baby you are at first, and then you level up. It just reminds me of that like, DLC quest game we played. Where at the beginning, mm, you have to, yeah, you have to like, yeah. buy the ability to walk left. <laughs> you have to buy the ability to jump. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be like puzzle focused, maybe. Can Magalore restore his powers and safely return to his world? I'm thinking. I'm wondering if it is something like you know Shovel Knight or something like that. Maybe. Or, or the other one. What's the other one that's better than Shovel Knight? Uh. Uh. <laughs> What do you mean by you like Shovel it. Knight for starters? Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the vector of comparison. A Metroidvania, 2D Metroidvania style 
puzzle focused platformer. Yeah, Hollow Knight. That's the one. I don't think that that's. I don't think that Kirby's gonna make a Metroidvania. Unfortunate. Kirby's Kirby games are usually pretty linear and kind of mindless. That uh, is unfortunate. You just kind of run forward and listen and vibe. A lot of remakes. Yes. We're looking forward oh. to the new story. <laughs> I'm like, that's wow. a lot of remakes. And they're like, what if the Game Boy? I'm like, oh, I don't know where this is going. Game Boy games are being added to Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. Wow. Finally. All of them, though? Or just three? Was that a link to the past? Uh, or a Link's Awakening? Six. six? Come on, there's thousands. And they all, they have the games. Tetrominos. I don't, I don't like Tetraminos. I don't like they're that. Tetron I call them Tetraminos. Do you not know that's what they're called? What? It's no, they're Tetraminos. What's wrong no, with that's these? annoying. Tetraminos is such a cooler name. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's the not. game I already played with better graphics this last year. <laughs> yeah. Now you can play with poopy graphics. <laughs> I just like that like motorcycle game. That's the one I oh. played the most. Play a. Would you like a, another port of a what was previously a port game collection? Watch? What? Oh, this looks good though. What is this? Ew! Just play the original in the dark. Oh, that was Alone in the Dark. That looked cool. That was the original Alone in the Dark, but ported to Game Boy, which seems unideal. Wouldn't you just play oh, the original one? Instead of crunching yeah. it onto a Game Boy screen in 2D. I do love the music of Kirby. Kirby has great music. Even the new Kirby had some fucking banging beats. Wow. To play the exact same game. It can look good, or like you're sick. <laughs> More games will be added in the future. The game Boy Pokemon. Yes. Honestly, pretty good. I, I want Pokemon trading card game. I'm super stoked about both, that. Both Oracle's games. I have both Oracle's games. Because I'm sure I'll cover yeah, those at some point. So well. just make my job easier, please. Oh, the game I'm currently Let's Playing. Cool. I'm glad it's yeah. immediately obsolete. <laughs> no, it's not obsolete. Now you're going to get more oh, it's not. Oh, it's not a remake. It's just a port? Okay. No. Yeah, it's it, yeah, no, it's just the Game Boy Advance, yeah. I thought it was gonna be like fucking Skyward Sword where my, my thing's immediately obsolete because there's a fucking newer version the moment I'm playing it. <laughs> Wait, there's a game that you have to put an umbrella over a cat? Yeah, yeah WarioWare. WarioWare games are like insane. Oh, WarioWare games make yeah, this, this game's all... fucking a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the first proper Mario Kart. Oh, Luigi's Tales! One of, one of Andrew's originally original uh, solo Let's Plays. Yeah, This one? Or Tried, Mario. Or uh, playing Mario, a Mar Mario, Mario and Luigi, Luigi game. It's the game I am currently playing. And it is good. Minish Cap is apart neat. From the, apart from the... The Just whole so economics of the game. <laughs> Metroid's completely pointless. Money. Just, look at Fire Emblem. You look can, at it. Look at it over there. You can play Golden Sun. Remember when it was fi about fighting? <laughs> oh, it's not free. Of course it isn't. No, they're the they're Game Boy is, but not the Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance is like the N64. It's hidden behind the the. Uh, 
what is it? Aren't all, 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 all of them in the pass? No, only uh, only half of them. Well, no, even the other ones are in like. Yeah. Yeah, you always have to have online for it, but yeah, I was there's say, two like different the, tiers of yeah, online. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so, both. Yeah, you pay for both of them. There's just the there's the yeah. old one, and then there's the premium subscription they added more recently, and the premium yes. one is where Nintendo 64 is, and I guess that's where they're adding Game Boy. Yep, yep. And yeah, it's also the I think Genesis is also on there too. I think Genesis is in the pay in the premium. Oh look, another one of my playthroughs is relevant now. <laughs> the original Metro Prime. Did you play the original? Yeah. Yeah. By, by the original, I mean I, I played it on, I played the Wii. On the, the Wii I played the Wii port the Wii. on Wii U. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the GameCube game, and then everyone was like, "You should have played the GameCube game." And I'm like, one of the things that's broken me on the idea of trying to play games on official hardware via legitimate purchases because it's such a fucking rigmarole to get anything to work and to play. Like I could, I just, just fucking emulate the Game GameCube. Fuck it. Oh, like, the best part of the game. Did you see there? The ball in the uh, wall? Yeah, yeah. A certain <laughs> highlight of somebody being stuck in that room for half an hour because it's something would go catastrophically wrong at some point at the end of the 10 minute straight platforming section on walls. Yeah, best part. At one point, I dropped from the ceiling onto the. and I landed perfectly on the rubble at the end of the room that you're supposed to bomb, and it just fucking knocked me off the platform and I had to start the whole level over. Nice. Mm -hmm. Fuck that room. Does it have Wait a minute, controls so, or, so far or we've been controls? watching... I mean, uh, this is very Nintendo, no more, but so far we've just been watching existing IPs. There's these are mostly a remake. These are almost entirely remakes and sequels, yeah. 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 Except Fashion Game! Oh, right! That's the new exciting things for, new, for Nintendo. What about Samba? Oh, the Samba as well, yeah. The Friends Samba. It's With a little beams. tempting to go back and replay the first one, even though I haven't played the sequels yet, just because the fucking motion controls were such a burden on the experience. Everyone's like, oh, it's the best Metroid's ever played. Their motion controls are f incredible and, like, cool. I'd love to have that experience. No. <laughs> People keep saying that about Skyward Sword and Metroid, and I've never had that experience with them. Motion controls have never been good and never will be good. People who the say only that time, people who like the only improvement I've seen to... was uh, Skyward Sword having pretty good swimming because of motion controls. They still sell physical versions of games. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, GameStop would have gone out of business like a long Bless time their, ago. Bless their, No, GameStop doesn't go out of business because memes. No, GameStop is gonna go out of business. I mean, because yeah, of memes. Because <laughs> memes? Yeah, because that's inflated values, and now that company is, like, not as valuable as it actually appears to be. Like, they mm -hmm. still aren't making money. Like, they're still losing money in the stores. <laughs> Spike Chunsoft. Yeah, I was gonna say, you want to talk about what a style you... that's obvious. Spike <laughs> Chunsoft character design is so fucking obvious. Oh my god, he's activating a stand. That wasn't a stand, it was a radar. Are you ready for a very contrived twist at the end? For, or multiple contrived twists at the end. Oh my god, I hate that. 
You don't like post-cognition? That's I what happens after the, you like, learn something. I hate something. the dialogue already. The dialogue sounds so <laughs> awful. At least it doesn't have typos. <laughs> it sounds like a guy. <laughs> I guess, sure. What a, what, a, what a thing to say. I mean, it's, it's also. It's I bet it does clear. have. I bet it. I does bet it have does. Typos. That's true, Don't but not worry. in the trailer, which is Just you know. Every Spy Shoots Off game ends with a twist. That's where I'm supposed to be like, oh. Wow, and that's like the opposite reaction of what I actually have every time. Yeah. Like, like, what the fuck? God damn it! What is this? Uh, RPG from 2005. Yeah. Is it a remake again? Is this another remake? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Look, the Nintendo Switch doesn't have that good of hardware, all right? It's trying. It's <laughs> fine. You can have. You can have. It's okay. No, it is. They, I mean, less, they have announced it's less powerful well, than like they the have announced Steam. that a while. It, it can, it can, for rush, so long it can run Overwatch haven't. with like some frames. <laughs> yeah, and they have announced Outer Wilds and still haven't released it for years now. Uh, uh, oh, the phrasing. You know, like edging closer to victory. <laughs> That's hard to read. Uh, edging closer to victory sounds like the. That makes it sound like the fights are agonizingly slow. Yeah. That's not an exciting thing to, <laughs> to talk oh, about in real time go. combat. I hope this isn't um, another RPG. I think. The girl it's who not steals RPG, time has RPG with her long ass stories. By stealing time, just wasting it. Yeah, she was a time vampire. Her goal is to outlive everyone on this island, especially those children. Wait, what? So what does present and present mean? Dragon Quest Builders. Yeah, this is just this is just Animal Crossing with time travel. What the fuck? Come on, guys. Wait, no, it's got RPG. This looks like it started as a as a uh, a me game. Hmm. M I I. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look how fucking huge their heads are. They <laughs> can't even keep them up. So they like hold bowling from side to side. <laughs> it's gonna so topple what? over. What? They're yeah. more top heavy than Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure this is someone's thing. I. Fucking hate the I art like, style, so I'm immediately I like the usage out. of. I will not look, I like look at it again. Foreign. Foreign. Every now and then, subtitle oh. just says foreign. Oh right, yeah. yeah. It's oh, Mr. Oh, it's Layton. another one of the things. I thought this company went bankrupt. <laughs> Probably did. New world of Steam. Is this why Brian suddenly asked uh, if I if I would play Professor Layton on the Overwatch stream, Probably. and then never brought it up again when I? This is the only good oh. thing that was is like really exciting about the direct. Look at all of these fucking maps. Hell oh. yeah, dude! Let's go. Wow, we're still. Oh, this we're, is more. We're still building expansions yeah. to a Wii U racing game. I mean, that's good. It's so. I wish Trackmania would first... do it like that. The first expansion pass was fantastic. All the levels were amazing. And Birdo's in it now. Birdo. I didn't yeah. realize she wasn't in it. Yeah, she wasn't. But now she is. It's so... Like, all the maps for the DLC pass have been just killing her. Like, killing it. It's been great. They're fantastic. 
the music is also just so good. It always was, though, to be fair. Yeah. I, I get obliterated whenever I play this game. It's always with somebody, yeah, who, it's always with, it's always with somebody who owns it. <laughs> oh, yeah. that would do it as well, yeah. There is skill, despite... You know. Oh yeah, I noticed, because the people who own the game are like, Hey, play this game with me. Fucking delete me. <laughs> oh, these are like the same game. Games. Okay. Ew. No, this is the indie showcase, yeah. Mega Man Battle Network. Showcase, but like the... Here's a bunch of shit and deal with it's it. It's Minecraft, but I've never played Mega Man Battle Network, but I played the indie game that's a spiritual successor to it, and it it like broke my brain. I like this. It was so like much. A lot. It's so overwhelming. I'm trying to figure out how oh, the combat this works. Is... This is really good. Would you like some pencil shading like in that one Norse horror game? Do you want yeah. every Mega what Man game fuck? in one collection? <laughs> How many Mega Man Battle Networks were there? That looked like there was like 12. Uh, I, I thought think there was like yeah, two. About like, no, there's like 10 or 15 of them. What the hell? Oh my God. Yeah, do you not play? You don't play the Battle Network games? No, I just explained that. I literally just explained in detail. They're the My same, they're the same game franchise. every time. Come on, Keith. I hate one, this art style. <laughs> I hate it. So much. Was that Hulk Hogan? Is this the one where you get scared by Goofy and he chases you down? Yeah. Yes, it is. What is this? Why does it sound like we're playing uh, Electro Swing? Like we're playing, it sounds like it sounds like music by that one band. Mm, know. You know the you know the Flat Earther song? That's like the sequel to uh, Lone Digger. No, I'll show you later. No. <laughs> okay. Any anyone go listen to that song and they'll they'll be like, oh fuck, it's the same. Oh here, they'll be like, oh there's it's the same same background music. They used it for Nintendo Direct. This this video is taken down for copyright. Here we go. Finally. I mean, you're, we're gonna have challenges with a copyright thing already. This game's actually coming out soon. It's what coming out this? in like a few months. Yeah. What is this, Skyrim? Fall <laughs> uh, no. This is the new. I just, I really hope that the. I just want the game to have dungeons, and then those dungeon items affect world traversal in interesting ways to make the world more fun. Oh, it's new. Oh. The new Zelda. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Keith. You're not getting that at all. Uh, you're getting... Uh, this is Elden Ring, getting, but Zelda. Uh, you're getting the the tablet again, but now it's built into your arm. So, you know, I hope I mean, you really that, like that, the old that, that could just be in addition. To, <laughs> that doesn't tell us what's in the no, game. No, no. Uh, just wait. Oh. Someone's about to get acquainted with tentacles. Hmm. <laughs> Good Minecraft's in the game. <laughs> Link, I'm not sure you'll be able to stop him. Ah! <laughs> like, <laughs> Just so high. That's very high. Just a bunch of floating stuff now. a series of looming things in the sky and you're like how the fuck did they get up there they were volley they changed his eyes didn't they you can drive a car you can make cars again like banjo kazooie <laughs> <laughs> it's like nuts and bolts but better i look forward to seeing the just the disgusting speed run shit that comes out of this 
Oh, Just, ooh, <laughs> what, kind of, the what, what kind of bizarre nightmares are going to happen when pe people get to play with these kinds of mechanics? Lend him your power. Tears of the Kingdom is a title, isn't it? Yeah. It's not as catchy as Breath of the Wild. Tatka? <laughs> it's not. Mm, maybe. I don't know. It's almost out. It's coming out in the nearest future. Look, you can buy a toy. <laughs> it's not a toy. It's a figurine. Look at his glove. He's he's sticking out his glove. It's a collectible. It's a collectible toy. It's not a... It's fi f Mom! 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 <laughs> it does look good, though. Damn. Just Jeez. yelling... All right, switching yeah, I mean, channels looks, to stream I, I'm review. Excited. I'm excited <laughs> to see what it turns out to be. Uh, I think it. I mean, I don't know. I like the I like the previous one. So if it's just a uh, a less or a more robust version of that, I'll be happy. I'm slightly terrified of like, how long it's going to be. <laughs> I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm also fine with, uh, I like the idea of building vehicles because I'm going to build the most obnoxious shit ever. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> I did it in nuts and bolts. I had like awful contraptions, like just cars that would bump, like just bump into shit and knock it over completely. Just nightmare, nightmare creatures. I love it. Uh, Not creatures, creations. I am hesitant about the idea that it's in the same map. There is like this feeling of like, uh, about the fact that it's, it, it is, there are new additions, obviously, because there's floating islands now. We're going to Skyward Sword Land. But the, uh, it makes me wonder know, how the, much they'll like subvert your, your expectations by having like the locations change unexpectedly. Like yeah. Yeah. Like, cause like, cause you can kind of do like an ocarina of time, like passage of time, like everything's fucked up version of the thing. But uh, well, it, does, it, it, it does also could like just be boring. Is, yeah. <laughs> it, like you, you could also just be like, oh well, same as last time. I'm not gonna explore it. Yeah, in an open I, world game, yeah. that is dangerous to do. Not that they would. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm curious, cause like, yeah, the fact that it does, it is like a direct sequel to a game, um, on the same hardware. So like you must it it can't be too crazy right like I feel like Breath of the Wild was a pretty was it was has pretty been pushing so the limits. Long, though. It has been, but it's I don't been know like six it's years, like five yeah. years. But the but the Switch hasn't changed. It's not like the Switch got better. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I'm, just gotta, saying, I'm just saying that they can change a lot. I'm not saying it has to be like advanced. The no, Switch yeah. got a, an OLED the, uh, screen. For me, it's just surreal to watch this game coming out six years later because. Like when I played the original game, that it took like, including the DLCs and what it was like something like 160 episodes or some shit like that, and like <laughs> it was just a huge undertaking. But then my fucking audience latched on so hard that like Patreon over the course of the following years just went through every single 3D Zelda game, and then eventually even a few of the 2D ones. And so now I've played like. I don't know, like eight Zeldas or something. When back then that was my first Zelda, and so it's like this, like I'm like I'm literally playing, uh, I'm playing Minish, Minish Cap, Cap right now, and like, so like the idea, that like six years later, it's like here it comes, here comes a fucking new Zelda game, finally the sequel to that previous one. I mean, it's just like it's intimidating, it's just strange. And I'm also gonna go in with a different like context because like 
but at the time I was like, this game's incredible, but I was thinking about it almost entirely of how it's like a really cool open world game when I was very sick of open world games and I'm like, wow, this game's actually making me like an open world and I'm exploring on purpose and enjoying the act of discovery and that like never happens because open world games are like anti-discovery. They hate the concept of exploring. They're just checklists and, and chores and making a well, percentage go up. If they're pretty mechanically much driven, if they're, they're mechanically much... driven, they can be interesting. Yeah. You know, like, like the exploration, like theoretically Pathologic like two. the exploration. Also that. Well, Pathologic 2 does have storytelling, so there's an incentive behind I mean, the all, exploration. All open world games normally have, have storytelling, but like Pathologic 2 is a mechanically driven thing. Like, because the Pathologic franchise, I swear, probably inspired Dead Rising like it's mm-hmm. that similar concept like here's a here's an open environment and you have a bunch of tasks that are ticking down and come and go and the world just has a schedule and you have and it's up to you to keep up with that or not and so on and that's like an, that's a, that like having a time pressure is an interesting thing to put on an open but, uh, world what i was thinking is like things like seven days to die or or uh minecraft even in terms of mechanically driven open world because sure, I like, think like a Zelda those are like usually be... like procedurally generated uh, multiplayer yeah, yeah. survival games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't have to be. You could have like a fixed level. Yeah, but that's not usually what people mean when they say open world. They're talking yeah, about Horizon true, Zero true. Dawn and Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, those are yeah. all just like, wow, look at these heavily not... curated uh, Grand Theft Auto Three mission hubs. Like, yeah, they're just, they, yeah, they've exactly. never gotten more advanced than Grand Theft Auto Three, which is just that the map exactly. populates with icons to go to, and then you could do a linear mission that takes place in that open world, but doesn't let you meaningfully interact with it usually. And there's mm-hmm. just like a series that's of just tasks. Problem. And like the mm-hmm. hidden, we've and all of the the rest of the genre has just been like an elaboration on the hidden suitcases that there were like a hundred of in Grand Theft Auto Three. Like, it's just a series of collectibles and like ah, oh, people like that, huh? And like, and it just, just becomes this task of just trying to complete all the goals. But then like, the open world is so irrelevant to the actual act of doing any of those tasks. So it's just like a buffer. It's just a thing you run across to get to all those things, and you mash the pick things up button to collect a nonsensical melange of some kind of crafting materials that you, that you don't even like understand the usage of while you're collecting them, but you're like, oh, they're just here, and I'm just going to spam the pick them up button while I go, and then, I don't know, once every half an hour, I'm going to open my crafting menu and see what's there, I guess. And the, but Because like the act of constantly picking stuff up just makes you feel like you're doing something, and so, like the uh, that the, the genre is so, like, it's so masturbatorily after the idea of just making you feel like you're always making some kind of progress that like, you, there's almost no like introspective exploration or like curiosity. There's no setup and payoff of like wonder what that is. Maybe and maybe I'll be rewarded for for investigating it. Like, if you go check out a yeah. weird thing in the on the horizon in most of these open world games that isn't one of the like signposted mechanics that have been established as being the four things you're supposed to care about you pretty much just get up to it and you're like ah i can now see this art asset closer and that's about it whereas like zelda like fucking breath of the wild be like oh there's an ancient legend about the four statues and like they just have completely like open-ended nonsense things that you just find out about in a town somewhere and you'd go on an adventure and you just see like Wait, hang on. There's actually like shit going on here, and you'd follow a trail to the actually that actually like lead somewhere, and it'd be like a thing that was completely optional and was not advertised as being like 
here's one of your 75 tasks you must complete. And then it was just cool. Yeah, but that's that's because it's very influenced as well by things like... Um, well, it's not necessarily influenced directly by Skyrim, but by games like Skyrim and games like what Skyrim comes from. Because JRPGs are that, like things like Might and Magic and Wizardry have a lot of influence over that. Over that, so the the RPG side quest design that you see in Breath of the Wild, and not just in Breath of the Wild, honestly, in most uh, Zelda games, it's it's like it's the reason why it is a. a, a like technically it is an well it's not technically an rpg but in the sense of if you are going to be fair uh, Z- zelda are just rpgs because of the the sort of pr- design principle of side quests and optional side quests it's not you know obviously it isn't a game where you have choice and, and consequence and all that but there's a lot of rpgs that also don't have that i think uh, like uh, what what you said though that is really important is the and, and the fault that open world games have is uh, just signposting quests and then making quests in the open world that don't interact with the open world. That is a, a challenge to make quests that interact with the open world. And I think Pathologic really, like it doesn't necessarily pull it off flawlessly, but it does do that. It's in the sense that you hear about a bull or like, is it the, I don't know whose campaign it is, but it's like you start the game and there's somebody saying, oh, they're burning this woman at a stake or somewhere or they're hunting down uh, like this kid or whatever. And you're not really given directions. You're just like, okay, this I have information about the game world, but I don't know what to do with it. So you can choose to pursue that, but at the sacrifice of other things that may be a little bit more signposted and the game rewards you for... Yeah, Artemis' for campaign going. starts with the... The uh, the dog head kid that's being hunted by the the local gang of kids. Yeah, and yeah. our uh, Daniel's campaign starts with uh, the discussion of the shop knockout deer and how mm-hmm. they're just hunting down women and blaming them for the plague. Mm-hmm. I know some pathologic sometimes. You're still streaming, by the way. Still stream. Oh yeah. Would mm-hmm. I don't know any pathologic or any RPGs or. It's a difficult game to recommend. Honestly, <laughs> I would never but play it, so don't it's... bother. <laughs> but it's also not a difficult game to play in the sense, like you, you may not win. Like I played Pathologic two, and I didn't, I didn't succeed, and I haven't finished it in a way that succeeded either. I tried it again, but I couldn't finish it. It's a difficult. So those are difficult games, but it it's uh like it, it's a game that is understandable. It's not like try, like trying to recommend Crusader Kings three or actually maybe Europa Universalis four or something like that, where it's just like oh play this game, it's really good, and then you start and it's like I don't even know how to control anything because you need to watch like a twelve hour walkthrough or whatever because those are difficult games to play. Pathologic is really simple. It's a it, you know you walk around, you have an inventory, and you know you just learn and fail <laughs> part of <laughs> why suffer. it's able to interact with the open world is just the simple fact that it's like it's it's not i don't think it's necessarily an immersive sim but it has mm. actual mechanics that tie the protagonist to the world mm-hmm. and that's like that feels obvious and 101 until you realize that uh no like almost no triple a games can be asked to do anything like that. Like 
the vast majority of modern games, you just kind of are a character who just absorbs experience and skill points and sh- exerts violence on the enemies upon like via like mm-hmm. some kind of renewable resource. And they, you know, they don't really have they don't really have to worry about the environment around them in any reasonable way. And so you can play any of the content in any order at your own pace and so on. And like, you just kind of sleepwalk through the game. Like you don't have to worry about stuff. Whereas like pathologic is a full length open world campaign that still runs like resident evil one, where like the, you have a limited inventory and things that you can find and secrets and uh, things to open up and, and, like things that require certain conditions to be met and but then it's adding in on top of that this time pressure so you have like narrative things that are going to happen in x windows and so you need to figure out how to traverse the map and since there is a time pressure now the map is a meaningful obstacle and thing that you need to learn how to use so it's not just the novelty of like it's not just the pure novelty of like Morrowind and being like, aha, these Silk Strider bus routes are how I get through the public transport of this open world that has no time pressures. And if I want to, I can just walk there and do the same consequences. It's like, like and that is that stuff's novel in its own way, like having to learn how to explore Morrowind. But like in Pathologic, cool, you have yeah. to learn how to explore it with consequences because like <laughs> the not only are you trying to get somewhere under a time limit. And so just the simple like pathing of how to do that most effectively is a concern. But the game keeps throwing more and more twists in your way of like different hazards that will get in your in your way or like patrolling NPCs of various factions and level. And like some of them are like like some of them are guards. Some of them are just random people. Some of them are random people that would be attacking you because your reputation so low that you're wanted or some of them are thugs that are trying to rob you or they're sick people that are reaching out for help but being anywhere near them will be uh, incredibly catastrophically dangerous for you in a long ramification away with long ramifications if you uh if you get sick that can affect your entire campaign and then as things get worse there's like sickness clouds and plague rats and like you literally will be like go through the map have a specific path in mind you have a time pressure to get there and then as you uh are crossing a bridge you see how completely fucked the next region is that was the place you're trying to go through to, on your path and you you pause the game and look at your map and you're just genuinely considering like do i go all the way around which has a massive opportunity cost for the rest of my day and how much i'm going to be accomplishing today and who knows what's going to happen when i go that way or do i try to push forward to this hellscape that i just discovered in front of me save a lot of time and maybe completely fuck myself like there's interesting choices being made and the world matters to the gameplay and all in yeah all while you're doing this like there's all these granular systems about how like like it's the it's the it's the only game i've ever played where i had a favorite trash can because like because <laughs> like you every you start memorizing where all the trash cans are oh yeah because all the, oh, yeah. all, the, all the fucking trash cans have like the, these ones might have empty bottles in them that i can use to trade for i can i can fill these with water at the various wells along my route and then I can trade that water for resources because that's, this is like you can like become a tiny little piece of this like bartering economy and like every single like the NPCs are only a certain number of character models that repeat over and over again and at first it almost seems like a downside but then you realize every individual repeating character model is a consistent type of NPC that wants certain things 
in bartering. So then you, it's like all the randomly spawning like well. Grand Theft Auto uh, like crowd people that you're seeing are themselves an interesting mechanic. Like all of them are have predispositions yeah, and, and yeah unique dialogue about the environment that changes every year or every every day, every or, day. Two, or two yeah and, and so there's an, up, there's an updating story with each and unique character model that, but they also like have unique things to trade that will affect the entire playthrough so you're learning yeah. how you're learning so even the fucking crowds the most inconsequential part of every open world like city-based game is itself an in-depth mechanic. It's like the coolest game ever made. <laughs> it is. It is very good. It, so uh, when you, it's so hard to play that selling... and be like, let's play Horizon Zero Dawn, where Ashley Birch looks stone-faced <laughs> at some people, and it's like, aha, I am stoic and a good person. I will help this village it's with dinosaurs. Stoneface's characterization. Oh no, this not, village has di has dinosaur problem and or rival village problem. I will help them and maybe be a little morally uh, iffy about it. I'm like, oh, is this the right call? I am the chosen one. That's not morally one. iffy. That's just undecided. You're selling it short, <laughs> though. Like, it's you're making a choice based on how to get to your objectives. But I think, and the, in the first game as well, but in the especially Pathologic Two, you're not even sure what your objectives are. You don't know how to succeed at certain things. It's not clear. Yeah, you're, you're making a you're making gamble at where you the, think you need to go to solve you need the problem. To go, yeah. And going and also, there. And and there's also a, a choice. <laughs> there's also a, often a branching choice within the quest, which is not necessarily a dialogue choice, but a and a an emergent gameplay thing that you can do that is built into the decision that you can just decide. Like 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 when you're told to carry a bunch of valuable resources of any kind to another place to help with the place, you can always be like. Actually, fuck them. Got mine. <laughs> and you can just walk away with the stuff. <laughs> and yeah. you can just keep it. Like, and the game acknowledges it and, and reacts to that properly. And it doesn't even have the consequence. It doesn't even have the clean like morality of like if you do the good thing, it's always a good outcome. If you do the bad thing, it's always a bad no, outcome. No, no, not like, at all. Yeah. On a regular basis, you can completely fuck people over. And uh, by doing the thing that they want, and it just benefits you. And if you helped them, they would have failed oh, anyway. Right. In many cases, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's just such an interesting game. And like Horizon There's... Zero Dawn has no decisions. And I don't even mean like no, narrative yeah. decisions. There probably are narrative decisions that I've just forgotten because of how how boring the fucking no, everything was. Yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. saying like, there's no like you don't you're not making interesting calls the way that you do in like Resident Evil or Pathologic. Like, there's no strategizing and thinking at most it's like ah do i use the elemental weakness arrow or do i do a melee attack on the dragon or something it's like there's at best slight combat variations of and, and and even that just amounts to like whether or not you know how to play optimally or if you don't get what you're supposed to do and that's the extent of the depth to the game because the story is just watching the story play out as slowly as possible via stone-faced monotone bad voice acting because like there are good voice actors in that game. Like they have Lance Hendricks, not Lance Hendricks. What's his name? I think Lance mm. Hendricks is the uh, is a complete is the is the the droid from uh, Alien. I'm thinking of the guy from Fringe and Quantum Break. I think his name is Lance though. But uh, they they got that guy. Like, and Ashley Birch is a good voice actor. Like she's been good in other stuff. They just. They, they, there's just like a that game was like well we have one billion voice lines to read so just kind of adopt a tone of voice that will most consistently lead to you not fucking it up and then they just kind of like that's that's good <laughs> yeah. enough you read the that lines sucks. correctly and we're not going to worry about acting and emoting 
it's so it's so hard to be to attach to anything that's happening in that game. It's like I, uh, I can't I can't believe one... anyone ever wanted me to play the sequels. I'm like, how? How do you want this to continue? <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> there's one thing. There's one thing that modern AAA Horizon Zero Dawn kind games do better than Pathologic, though. And I think, well, actually, I don't know why Pathologic doesn't do it. So Pathologic has a an interesting character system where basically your character is a person that is independent from you as a player in a very, you know, adventure style kind of way, adventure game kind of way, I should say. Um, so what ends up happening is that you see in dialogue, your options are not like you usually have two or three options for every, every single line of dialogue. And, but your options are not like, no, you're bad. Oh, I love you. You know, it's not the, that kind of option. It's usually things like, oh, but why are you doing this? And and the other option is you're terrible. And it's just like, if you want to be friends with that person, you just cannot because the, the your character is not friends with that person. So while you do have agency over how, how the story progresses, although not necessarily through the dialogue all the time, and also specifically you have agency over the dialogue you get from the characters because of your options in the dialogue. What, what, what happens is in the dialogue, the players get the sense of how your character is. Like, uh, I mean, that was something that str struck me very early on playing the first Pathologic with, a, with the Artemi. No, it's uh, Daniel Dankowski um, with the, the Doctor or whatever it's called. Um, you start the game and it's just like this uppity kind of person who has very important things back home and he's just like, I'm just here to try to, you know, finish my thesis on this magical, kind of semi-magical scientific theory or whatever. And you start the game off and it's like, wait a minute, this guy is just, his dialogue is, I can't, I can't be a normal person. I need to be Daniel Dankowski. But, and this is my point, and what happens is when you're not in dialogue, you're detached from your character in in a from a narrative sense a lot of the time unless you're unless you're like reading the journal because you, you should read the journal once every day um i think it's once every day but basically you read the journal and it's your character's thoughts but it's just like three or four paragraphs it's not really that much and so the the moment to moment gameplay is just player driven and the reactions are player driven so i think pathologic would be even better than it is if your character said stuff as you're like going around if 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 not just um maybe saying stuff might be a little bit too on the nose or or weird but like having at least some connection with your character and i think that's something that happens a lot with uh um with uh modern triple a games is your character emotes and has dialogue lines in during combat and uh just sees stuff and goes oh this is so sad especially in in, in uh in um uh horizon zero dawn there's there's multiple so i think horizon zero dawn in particular does that a lot of the time you, the main character specifically says how the player should feel and this is in sad moments she goes this is sad or <laughs> when, when she's, it is it's so blatant though it's like detecting I was, I was sadness really, yeah i was really really tilted by that during like, the game does that so much but like I, for for it's uh, you know, for as bad as it is, it's still effective in in connecting you to your character. It's just that the character from Horizon Zero Dawn isn't a very sophisticated character, which is fine, I suppose. Um, but it, you know, 
pathologic all the characters are sophisticated or at least sophisticatedly driv- uh, written actually no not all the characters are sophisticated i'm sorry the 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 plebs what are they called like the civilians the the NB, the, the random plebs. npcs that just go <laughs> you know the the ones the citizens they have a name wow. i think they gave it a name. they they're not very deep characters they they're just there to do to do exposition based on what's going on in the city which you think is fine but recently, I finished uh, Pentiment, which I recommend you, you all play. Everybody. Everybody should play Pentiment. It's incredible. That's the game by and, Obsidian? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. It's beautiful. It has an amazing soundtrack. It has, it's so well written. It's, incre- it's just an incredible game. But what the, what the game does in a very, like, you can tell it's deliberate. And it's well, it, it does it very well as well, is... All the characters, no matter how small they are in the in the grand storyline or how you know irrelevant they are to your pers- to your main character, in the sense, I say irrelevant as in you don't interact with them too much. Every one of them is written in a way that, that you can tell that they're a greater character besides what they're there to tell you. Things like, for example, and you can feel this particularly like halfway through the game where you set up the expectations a little bit more and it's just like you understand the village a little bit better and then you start to interact with new characters and you can tell that there's like there's, this is just a whole new person and you're just interacting with the fraction of their of their livelihood um and that's uh, that's that's just that's incredible so what pentiment does uh for example something something really cool is there's one or two characters that are uh more you talk to them a little bit more um, and one in particular, she's an old woman, and she's written like an old person, like realistically like an old person, not like a comic relief kind of old person. You know what I mean? <laughs> she, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Though it's like you, when so you talk to an older old. person, when you talk to an older person, the, the, like they're they here, sunny. The, like you get Back you get the wisdom, day, you get the experience, to... <laughs> you get the apathy, or or maybe the excitement for depending on the person, right? And then they're written like. You can, it's just incredible. I, I, I think Pentiment does that on purpose, though. It's not utilitarian storytelling. It's like we have this whole character that we're never going to show you because it doesn't matter. We're just, this character is just here to tell you about the, whether the waters broke the wall or whatever, or if the the baker's is uh is out of money or whatever the case may be. But you get the impression that they're bigger characters, uh, which is yeah. Pentiment is incredible. Not an open world game, though. So I, that's an aside. <laughs> right. We were discussing <laughs> something. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to bring it back. Open world games. There's so many video games. So hard to keep up because yeah, I want to I want to play Pentiment, but I also want to play uh, Hi-Fi Rush and Sol. Hmm. Uh, not Solaris. What's it called? Solaris is a strategy game. What's the? I think yeah, yeah. What's the survival Signalis? There we go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's the the very hyped up at the moment survival horror game, where like Toaster played that and immediately was like, "I'm gonna try to write a video essay about this," <laughs> which happens a lot. It doesn't mean anything comes out of it, but like. It's always a good sign when you're when you finish something and you're just like, oh, I just want to like I need to discuss this. That's 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 more interesting than like Ghost of Tsushima. It's an open world that has good leaves. That's its selling point is the nice leaves. 
and how much Westerners like samurai, but not real samurai, the mythological concept of samurai that is basically the propaganda. Movie concept. Uh, my favorite one. Yeah, the pa- yeah the, the, the uh, like the, patriotic, <clears throat> self-induced uh, like. Propaganda version of Sam. There's a better word in there somewhere that I couldn't think of. <laughs> what? Okay. But, what? But, yeah. Like it wasn't. So Ghost of Tsushima like made to mimic the. I forget the name of the famous director, famous Japanese director that made the Seven Samurai and and uh, other movies. Uh. Is it Seven Samurai? I think it is. Steam is having a, a, a throwing a fit. Seven Samurai. Or is it Samurai? Akira Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa. Yeah, that's the one. I was like, I, 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 almost, like... I almost proudly yelled out my answer, and then I was like, hang on a minute, you're wrong. <laughs> I was about to yell, like, I Akira right. Kurosawa. I was about to say, uh, Akira Toriyama. I'm like, hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, that was the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, famous known Japanese samurai director, Akira Toriyama. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a lot of the name is the same. That sounds well, it, this, uh, not okay. The 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 personal name is the same. So Kurosawa, it has like, this. I mean, the last a, name ends on the same syllable, or on the same like vowel, and it has the same like syllable cadence. Like it's it's. It, it, I bet it, the kanji <laughs> is all different. I bet you could slot right different. in. But it's okay. totally nothing like alike. Sure, sure. Oh, actually, that reminds me. I I the thing with the thing that tilted me. You played um. You played uh, Ghost of Tsushima in Japanese uh, dialogue, right? Yeah, everyone yelled at me. Yeah. So what tilted me is that the actors, like the physical mocap actors, were not Japanese. And they just dubbed Japanese lines on their, you know, and limp synced their Japanese lines on their models. So the body the body language is not Japanese at all. And this is like, it's these American people speaking Japanese <laughs> and it tilted me so much. Cause you have like, if you watch enough Japanese fiction and all, oh, I say fiction, but if you know, watch enough Japanese stuff, you, 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 you understand, you start to see and understand their body language, it, which is significantly different than, than uh, Western body language. And so the acting is all wrong. <laughs> it just tilted me so much for some reason. I don't know. I didn't like it. I mean, not, I, should I have mocapped? Japanese actors, they should have. I don't know. No. Most, no. Of, the, most of the game didn't No, really they should have saved the money an and made a good feeling. fucking game. <laughs> the, the whole game felt very superficial to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, that's, that's Ubisoft. All of their game is superficial. All of them. Wait, Ubisoft made Ghost of Tsushima? No. They published it, I guess? No. It Wait, was is it not punch. a Ubisoft game? No, it's not a Ubisoft game. It's the oh. creators of Infamous. Yeah. And I think Sly Cooper originally. Oh, I was wrong. Yeah. No, that was that was that was a sucker punch game. That was a I think that was, wasn't that a Sony exclusive? Hmm. It just feels like a Ubisoft game, but actually Ubisoft games yeah. are much more boring. Like they're even less inspired. <laughs> even that game less, at least yeah. that game had art direction. Like it had, like it had some kind of creative vision to it. Ubisoft games are much more disappointing. Yeah, they made Sly Cooper and Infamous and Infamous Two, and they are they have been acquired by Sony. Sony, sorry. I, yeah, I think every game they've made since Sly Cooper has been exclusive to to PlayStation consoles. They made mm-hmm. all the Infamous games and so on. 
yeah. games that I've never played because you know, PC. They are uh, okay. Is okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Prototype how to is better. Wait, they they made prototype. And prototype. As well? to, no, pro, prototype no, no, just no, came prototype out around the same just, time and was just yeah. significantly better than Infamous. Oh, there yeah. you go. They were both open world, sort of traversally oriented power games, but I don't know. Prototype had a prototype was more in the spirit of uh, like the Hulk games that you, they used to make, and uh, those were good. And uh, Infamous is more in the, it was a bit more in line with the more modern, more cinematic y kind of games with the more that more like not good camera but better looking camera that PlayStation games love to have. Like, ha this game, this camera's kind of counterproductive to actual gameplay, but boy, does it sell the game. So we're going to just hamper the whole game with this kind of shitty third-person camera every time. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And Infamous was like, Infamous was like, oh, you can grind on power lines. Look at this cool mobility. And and, and, and power <laughs> prototype was like, you can run up walls. Fuck you. <laughs> and punch tanks into the sky or into bigger tanks. It's incredible. Uh, Apparently, they're making a movie of Ghost of Tsushima. That's redundant. <laughs> that is weird, isn't it? <laughs> like, I, get, I know I'm saying that while I'm enjoying The Last of Us show, but like Ghost of Tsushima just felt like it was just like itself so inspired by cinema while also yeah. like not having I don't think it had anything to add for the most part. Like I know it has no, it like just, yeah. I know it has like a particular like lowest point mode near the moment near the end of the game that like is impactful emotionally and stuff. But like most of the game was like incredibly telegraphed and obvious and not I I, I was completely unengaged in the story because of how I felt like I was just watching a very very obvious narrative play out very slowly and none of the characters were especially compelling along the way. Yeah, I don't remember any wow. characters. I like, I would, like I, would, I would take a fucking adaptation of Sekiro over Ghost of Tsushima. Because that game was oh, yeah. more uh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Significantly no. more interesting narratively. And probably would Please tell don't. it would tell the story in a better way than uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, sorry, Sekiro. You don't, have, you don't have to do that. You know, it's perfectly reasonable to just leave a thing in its own medium. But can you just imagine? Leave, leave it can alone. Can you imagine the fucking the monkey? The I can imagine how bad it would be. Yeah, it would be awful. I would love to see a fucking CGI sam or like samurai ninja guy fly around with a CGI enemy that it's fighting. Like, leave it alone. Don't. There's, there's <laughs> like you can do, you can do stuff like Last of Us because it literally is a brain dead nothing game. Like it's just two people walking around in a regular world. There's nothing That's phantasmical fair. about it. It's just a generic ass shit. But like you can't. There's like Resident Evil pushes the line because it's like, okay, now we have to have like, you know, like weird jumps and like flying out of helicopters that explode at the same time. Like there's it starts getting a little too phantasmical. And then you get into like Sekiro's just comically impossible. What the fuck you a guy who can summon lightning into his sword and swing it at you? Fuck off, dude. You're not making honestly, that into a video movie. Honestly, You're just gonna make that yeah. I would watch that. <laughs> I haven't played Sekiro, but I would 100% you, go to the you movies. You can watch it. Dude, you could just and go to a fucking, like, a, a, B, a list of B and C movies from Japan and go watch that very thing. It's just, like, no, awful, but it needs to be I'm the, I'm the asshole that has like, fun watching the opening fight of, uh, Sucker, of Sucker Punch. 
Which oh, is, yeah, it's just a, yeah, it's see, just this, gr- this girl fighting like 20 foot tall samurai robots with like Dragon Ball Z physics for the crater, the ground and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like that kind of stuff drives me bonkers. It's like I I, liked it. it's, stu- I liked it's so it. stupid. So it's great. It, it just looks yeah. so awful, though. Like, I know it can look better if it's it wasn't in this god awful medium. It's so limited. Like, just stop. Just leave it alone. I don't know. It's like it's like trying to turn a game into a book. Where you're like, wow, this is amazing. I love feeling like I have control over a character in a book. Wait a second. I don't, because it's not what this fucking medium's for. Don't do that. <laughs> like, a choose-your-own-adventure book is dumb, because when you do choose your own adventure, you still go back. And... That's not how books are supposed to be. You Just don't. You shouldn't go back. What is this? You're cheating at your choose-your-own-adventure It's game? a book. I'm reading it from start to finish. <laughs> I'm not doing a weird thing where I swip around the pages. If you want to be a game... Make no. a point and click adventure game. We have a thing for that. Like it's no. again, just it's ima- like it's just like imagining very... Andrew spitefully reading a fucking choose your own adventure book in page order. <laughs> page order. I, did that for the, I did that for the goosebumps one. There's a goosebumps <laughs> like, uh, point, and I was like, I'm not gonna. I was like, I'm not going to read this from, like, change the page. I tried it. I was like, go to page 65. Okay. And then it was like, go to page 25. I'm not going backwards. I just went forwards. Fuck off. That's (laughs) stupid. How far is this going to be? So I just went back to the beginning, read the whole thing, and it was, yeah, it's just a quick book. You get No, no, it's a lot shorter if you don't do that. If you play the game, it's a lot shorter. It was super quick because you can brush over a lot of stuff that happens again. Like, you don't realize how much stuff is happening twice in a book. So you get to just skip whole paragraphs because nothing changes in it. It's way faster to read it that way, and you get every ending. It's dumb. I hate choosing. You get every ending. end. That is I true, hate. actually. You get all the hundred like, percent completion. I am very much like, look, there is a. There, we have a thing. Do the, the last, thing. The last choose your own adventure book I read was actually really entertaining. <laughs> I'm glad. I, I'm glad I like. I like. Dude, I, I read books. a. I read a book called "I Am Not a Wolf," and it's just a wolf. <laughs> Okay. It's just a wolf so, who he he doesn't he, he decided he didn't like living in the forest anymore, so he joined human society. So he has an office job and he wears a, like a dress, like he wears like a polo shirt and stuff, like an office worker and like slacks and like. But he's just a, he's not even a, he's not even an anthro wolf or a werewolf. He's just a wolf, and the comedy mm. comes from the fact that he can just do his office work and like. If he maintains his like, like his composure, nobody notices that he's a wolf. But, the, but <laughs> and, <laughs> that's funny. And so that that's like the setup. And then every every uh, branching choice, you're just trying to navigate one day as an office worker without fucking up and being outed as a wolf. And there's there's just a wide variety of fucked up dumb things that happen over the course. Like you have your you're of your asshole coworker that you don't like, and he has his own little shitty like lackey and he's like he's like kind of being broy and nice to you but only in this this weird kind of like semi power move where it's like this weird masculine tug of war that happens in the office environment that's just kind of dumb and baffling to the protagonist and like the there's like so many outcomes that come from just that interaction of like how many ways you can fuck this entire thing up while you're just trying to like understand human culture uh and it has like it also, it's like, it's kind of written from an anti-capitalist leftist sort of situation. Like, it does have a literal eat the rich ending at one point. Uh, nice. So there is just, it just says the cruelest things about 
what humans have done to themselves in with with work culture <laughs> via yeah. this like wolf's interpretation of what the fuck what even the point the point of this is supposed to be and it's a it's a very entertaining book i had a good time i, I think i i think i like finished it quote unquote like six times like finding different paths through it it is a trip and if you want video games about your choose your own adventure books they also exist, which is weird because it's the other way around that you'd think, right? It'd be choose your own adventure books from video games. But the Wizardry series is really good. Steve King. Is it Steve King? Or Wizard? Which is one? Uh, Couldn't tell you. Obviously, I'm not a fan Stephen of King the, is the, the horror author. Yeah, that's true. Is it Wizardry? I don't, I don't remember. I have a Let's Play of it, but uh, I, can, I can tell in a little bit. But yeah, I have, I have a, I, I had choose your own adventure, uh, book. I had fighting story. I, th I think was this not, you know, it's a different thing. Um. And I played, the Forest of Doom, many times, and then I got more books and I played those as well. But Forest of Doom is really good. It, it's, uh, I think it is Forest of Doom. You didn't play a book. You read a book. You didn't know, like, <laughs> you, you had literally no interaction How with the book besides turning the pages. You. No, but that's Playing... like saying you, you don't play Monopoly. You, you, you read the, the cards. and No, and no. The there are more things going on in Monopoly than a choose-your-own-adventure book. Like, but it book... literally is just turning pages. You're reading a choose-your-own-adventure book. You have to throw the dice, you have to take notes, and you have to think. Those are out extraneous to the book. Right? What? <laughs> I'm saying the book is a tool. What are you talking about? The book is a tool to um to uh to get to play. Not not the you're not just reading the book. You read the book. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I did not. There were there were definitely no like roll the dice in any adventure book I have ever read or choose your own adventure. I, I remember the the name. It's sorcery exclamation mark. Steve Jackson is the oh is Steve the, Jackson, the guy that makes Munchkin. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. The sorcery or the uh, artist's company games. or whatever. It's four games. It's actually kind of big. If you play the four games, it takes a few quite a few hours, and it's really it's really fun. Highly recommend. I um, like things that play with format and medium. That's neat. Fun idea. I, Do not be discouraged by much, Andrews yeah. that are dumb. I am very much the opposite. Like, if you change the format, I'm going to like hate you for life. It is. A very you also will just play a game where the premise is a specific thing, and you'd be like, "I reject this entire premise. I'm going to just refuse to acknowledge it and brute force through it the whole time." Yeah, that's the point. I have that option. I have that freedom to do it yeah. in that medium. But like, I don't. I don't want things that don't belong in a medium in the medium it's like i don't you don't wear socks when you wear water slippers like that's stupid like why would you do that there's a whole point like socks are for shoes or boots or like non-water slipper things you don't wear socks <laughs> water with slippers. water slippers <laughs> i don't know yeah, what water know what slippers water, are i'm googling but water I do know slippers what, you don't know what water slippers are oh these things yeah yeah, the things you wear to go into the pool or whatever, so you don't get warts on your feet. Um, warts? You wear those at the pool? You get warts You're supposed on your feet to. At the pool? So, oh my god. Who the so, fuck okay. on the planet wears the? I've only ever worn these so, when I'm going to the beach, and I don't want to like fuck up my feet on like the 
coral shit. So you definitely can do that. That's that's an option. But as a fun fact, people who do have warts uh, on their feet that go to public pools or hot tubs or things like that will just touch the bottom of the pool with their feet. And that can mean when you touch the pool with the bottom of your feet, you can get warts that way. Uh, Um... But water shoes prevent that. It's just a way to be more cleanly inside of a public pool because people are actually not cleanly. Um, I see. So anyways, the point being, you don't wear socks with them because that's not the fucking point. They're just supposed to protect your dumb bare feet. But if you wear socks with them, now you're like, what's the point? Why just just wear the socks into the water? Why are you bothering with the stupid water slippers? They don't do anything at that point. Like just keep just the point is to cover your feet. So when you add something else you don't need, you're just ruining it. So don't forget warts even exist. I mean, that's good. That means you're not doing a lot of things where you're proactively around people who have warts that don't care about your health and well-being. Uh, warts can you know, be surgically removed. They, If you need to surgically remove anything, you don't want it. Like, <laughs> that's, usually the, <laughs> that's usually how I would say. I mean, fair. That's true. <laughs> it's just it, you wanted to. Re- yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't go to... Uh... I don't ever go to a public pool. I've been a couple of times. I've been trying to go to public hot springs more often, and this is a important piece of information uh, tip when you go to them is that you should have feet covering because one, the ground is cold, but two, the uh, uh, people the hot springs. Are... Yeah, because they're naked. So you're oh. at a uh, you're at a hot springs where you don't have any like you know no clothes or anything on. But also the floor is like made of cement and you're usually outside in the mountains. So it's very cold out there. Oh, I see what kind of hot springs you're talking about. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to have like something on your feet. So that way your feet don't get hypothermia before you put them into boiling hot water. Um, It's very handy. Uh, But also, again, because there's a lot of people in there um, and it's like very obvious there's a high traffic area. You don't you can't like vet every single person's foot coming into a pool. So it's easier just to protect your own feet than it is to like hope that. Yeah, then hope that like people are going in there with clean feet because they're not. Like no one's going in there clean. Yeah, like, you just have to yeah. succumb to that normal like reality. And uh, even the people who do have you know warts, they they should still be able to enjoy the the pool. They just need covering in the foot. I think. Right? Sure, we can go with that. Uh, I I think warts are a little. I mean, I. Much like where there are rules when you go into a hot springs, like don't have an open wound. Warts are similar in the mm. fashion of like you don't want something that is spreadable inside yeah, of a, that makes sense, a yeah. pool where people are standing next to each other and spreading. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's a it's not ideal. But the point being is that it's just you. It's best to keep things uh, keep things in their their way, right? Like if. Mm-hmm. A good example, I saw I saw someone 3D print something so that way they can wear Crocs while they ski. Don't do that. Just <laughs> buy what? ski boots. No. Just buy, just buy <laughs> ski boots. That's the whole point get... for it. Don't, oh, don't put adapters hurt. on your Crocs so you can ski with Crocs 3D on. 3D printed, do that. though. You just had a break. No, no, no. So, well, that's not the problem. The 3D print's actually going to be pretty strong. <laughs> just yeah. 100%, just put 100% infill, no problem. You basically have a, hol- a solid hunk of plastic. Um, the, the real problem break. is, sure, everything can break. The boots that you put on your your skis can uh, break. That's fair. Um, that's fair. That's fair. The problem though is that Crocs aren't supposed to be used as ski shoes. That's not what they're yes. made for. They're barely even made to be shoes as it is. They're full they're of holes. In them. That's anything, not what shoes yeah. are supposed to be. Um, 
So it yeah, it's just a, stay stay in the lane, right? Things are made specifically for a reason. Uh, there's a reason the tool set is made for the to solve certain problems. Don't be too crazy about it. It's fine. Just keep. You can do a lot with what you have. You don't need to try and mix and match. You're fine. Just you're fine. You got plenty of. I really just here. I I pity the whatever comment section archaeologist is going to try to the under the undertaking of figuring out what the through line was from breath of the wild to skiing and crocs well, youtube I, has an algorithm for that it, we're gonna have like the the, <laughs> the, the stages of the, the thing it's like this was one continuous conversation but open world mechanics I, yeah, all the like, way to skiing and crocs <laughs> i've lost i it. think it's more i think in the future there will be people i imagine like thanks to the the vector that things like TikTok and stuff like that have created for us. I think in the future, people will be able to follow the through line because content will be so like nonsensical and so unstructured that people will be like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. I understand how you Look, could go from that to that yeah. to that because like my brain doesn't retain information from a single subject for more than 0.5 seconds. Yeah. So like I'm already on to the next topic by the time Gone. you brought up a topic. Yeah. This is, this <laughs> is a... Just, uh... It's a podcast that people expect. Forget that the past. Kill it if you have to. It it is like biologically engineered short term memory loss. Like we are specifically <laughs> trying to create. But anyway, that I, I introduced the thought about Andrew's stubbornness because my introduction to Andrew and video games was, to, to a large extent, uh, his approach to Left 4 Dead, which was to just completely ignore the idea of it being a four player co op game, and he would just run through it, shooting everything like it was Doom. And then yeah. get killed instantly by the first like special infected mechanic that would run into him, and then blame yeah. the game for it, and then be like, "This game's it was stupid." Dumb. And <laughs> it is dumb that you can't get yourself out of situations. I think you should it's be able literally to. Literally, the premise of the game. I understand it's the premise of the game, but I. Uh, what if I don't have friends? Then I have to rely on the NPC to come help me. No, I mean it's designed or to be a multiplayer just... game. I know what it's designed to be, yeah. but I I'm am amazed. Not I'm to this day be... amazed that Overwatch like broke you, and like you like what do you mean? instead instead of just bouncing off of Overwatch completely, it actually like you ended up playing a team game where you have to play as a team and you do <laughs> teamwork. Do you okay? So like just and, for context, like Andrew's though, probably you better understand... teamwork than anyone in our group, and it's like. That's literally the specific thing he would refuse to do in video games. But do you understand like how I okay, there like if I if I was to if there was like a graph, you could have like a a, a mental stability graph. The moment <laughs> Overwatch like the moment Overwatch starts, the match starts, the graph just starts dipping hard. It's like you're like everyone's selling stocks. It just starts tanking. And then the moment that we win, it goes up a little bit and then it just it never goes back to the beginning of when it first turned on Overwatch. The moment I start it, it's at a high and then it just dips until I can't do it anymore and then I have to leave. Like it's so exhausting to do teamwork for me. You know, especially in Overwatch. Cuz it, it's, like it's just a lot of like therapy. But the problem is like so with Overwatch I've I've had to learn the hardest lesson to learn with Overwatch is you have to be in order to do teamwork you have to be uh a like what's the, I can't even think of like a a more a mature word for it you have to be nice when people are bad <laughs> and that's really hard to do I struggle a lot with not oh, yeah. being toxic and so like a lot of Overwatch is and just Overwatch me, like, too you have to be nice when all of our friends are bad 
Yeah, and so like <laughs> over that's that's this is I literally no joke. Do not play Overwatch alone because all it does is it c- turns me it, like it just ruins my day. And so like it's so much easier to not do that. Even I'll play DPS. with friends, but. Yeah, and no matter what I do, the moment I turn on Overwatch, I get into the match, and I see a guy who goes, I'm going to pick this character and never play this character. And you're like, "What? where are you going? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? You don't know what you're doing at all. There's a difference between training and practicing a character, and literally, I don't even think I know the mechanics of this game. And then you realize the further you watch, you're like, you don't even know what first-person shooters are. You have no concept of, like, a team. You have no concept of aiming, of tracking, of, like, object awareness. You're just, like, a nuisance. A literal human (laughs) nuisance that's sitting here (laughs) to just fucking ruin the whole game for everyone else. You might as well go play, like, that Mickey mouse game we watched and have a much better time than whatever you're doing here right now just leave me alone and that compa- that happens every single fucking match and at some point you have to go like okay maybe i should just not do this because i think i hate everyone in this <laughs> game yeah and I mean- and like it's not like it feels and that's the worst part is that it doesn't feel better to win either in Overwatch for me because no, I go like, wow, I'm winning. I'm only winning because I bet their team has one of those fucking idiots who doesn't know what a first person shooter is. Like I always get on my team. So I'm not really winning. I'm winning because that they got unlucky in the pool of the draw instead of me getting unlucky all the fucking time. So it's see, not a why- skill based game. It's just a luck based game on who on which team gets the worst fucking player. Is it them or me? Like <laughs> That's why I like playing Sombra because what happens is, uh, especially in lower ranks, which is where I play, um, there's always somebody trying to one v five. Just you know, the, the the whole team is dead, and I'm I'm gonna take point. I'm gonna I'm gonna do, it. and then they die ten seconds after, inevitably, and yeah. get no picks. It's called your Lucio. It's oh, called oh. my Lucio, but I was, I, <laughs> oh come on, guys, I can be, come on. <laughs> I can be every time. Though, if, you, if you join me. No, 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 it's, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying you didn't die and you're still fighting. That's something that I never learned as Lucio and I have learned now. Uh, I never learned to basically give up a fight, basically. Um, <laughs> but that, I mean, this is, you have the I best mobility did. to give up a fight. You can just be it's, gone. Exactly. Yeah, like, but I, I never yeah. I never did that. So long, but, Bowser. Uh, I had to <laughs> I had to. um to play dps to learn that lesson but i'm saying like you know everybody died and there's they're like trickling in and they you know just go in and die by themselves what happens is um sometimes the other team does that as well and you can just you know farm 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 people who are trying to 1v5 but sometimes there's just like peeking and being like oh i'm shooting from afar waiting for my team as sombra you go right up to them and kill them because they can't do anything they're by themselves uh, and uh, that's amazing. I love doing that and punishing people who are like <laughs> not really one v fiving, but just shooting from a little bit afar and being like, ah, "I'm here, I'm here, I'm I'm waiting." No, you're not. And you can do that with with Widowmaker, or you can do that with uh, uh, with Diva. You can do that with Moira and just punish people who are by themselves, and it's lovely, amazing. Yeah, I I I think Overwatch, like if. I, this is like the reason I don't think I uh, this is the reason I've never gotten into other style games like Valorant or uh, or like a like, I don't know, like League of Legends, which isn't a first person, but like MOBA. Yeah. Like I've, I've never been into the either other MOBAs or other first person shooters because like Overwatch got lucky with its like the way that I encountered it. 
And so because I the way that I encountered it was like, okay, well, this is a thing I played with friends and I was able to be here from like the really beginnings and this is fine. I would never play a game like Overwatch ever again, like ever. I would never do that. I hate MOBAs. I especially hate team-based first-person shooters. I would never play either of those games. And Overwatch, well, Overwatch's entire unique position is only allotted because I continue to have people I play it with. But like if if everyone like when everyone stopped playing it during like the drought of content, I barely played Overwatch. Like I, I would only play it just with Mandy and that was it. Like I would never do anything else with it. And I didn't like need that fix. Valorant came out. I didn't even bother trying. I still haven't even played Valorant because like nothing about it appeals to me. I don't want to Valorant play... is just Counter-Strike, right? Except 3 3 Three. It's just Counter Strike, but with Overwatch elements. It has the everyone has their own little MOBA abilities, but you oh, also have to buy guns Apex and stuff. Like three v three. Yeah, but like it's just I don't. Why, like why? Why would I do that to myself? It's just a. I don't know. I I I am very staunchly a non-competitive based gamer. I don't like competitive gaming. Which is why it's like your most played video game ever. Uh. <laughs> I mean, technically, I think well, it's, it's normal, my most though. played video game ever is still World of Warcraft. But oh. um, actually, I think Final Fantasy XIV is coming up on breaching that. Goddamn. Probably. Which, most of the time you're not playing, right. you're just watching cutscenes. Well, that's action. true, too. Yeah, I mean, technically, I, mean, we, I, play, we, I mean, we played barely more play WoW, Final Fantasy XIV. But... Like, yeah, we, but if, we don't if, technically if play Final if Fantasy If our Final Fantasy XIV time is what you're counting as your Final Fantasy XIV time, you still play more Overwatch every week than Final Fantasy XIV. No, no, no. I, I, so, remember, I also played Final Fantasy XIV for, like, uh, like two or so odd years before yeah, we started playing. Yeah, I'm just saying it's not catching so, up because it's going, it's increasing slower than your Overwatch time. Oh, sure. I, I don't, I think, what, Overwatch, my Overwatch time is probably, because I think WoW, when I stopped playing WoW uh, before, what, when I stopped playing WoW, I think I was in like the 1500, like 1500 hours played. In Overwatch we, or WoW? No, in WoW. In WoW. Oh, right. Um, okay. In Overwatch, I'm at 1300 right now. Wow, really? Uh, yeah. Um, and you're not at Grandmasters. Andrew. <laughs> no, I mean, well, because, wow. so in order, in order for me to get you up there, one, I would, today. I would definitely <laughs> need to be more dedicated to, like, a single character. Like, I need to actually spend time, like, hard grinding a fucking character and being good at it. I am a jack of all trades in Overwatch. I can play every character just mediocrely. I can play every character like as a plat at most, mostly gold. But the, the idea yeah, that despair. people one trick depresses me. I I would love to one trick, but my mentality couldn't handle it. The idea that I couldn't I just pick a character to fix a problem is just I, I can't not even the, I can't even process the idea of of like launching into Overwatch. A match starts and you're not immediately thinking, okay, what character should I pick for this level? Like the idea that you're just no, like, really? no, this is the one character I play. I just click on them every single time. This little, I don't even think on the screen. I just autopilot to my one portrait every match for hundreds of hours. And I'm like, what? That's not even what the game is to me. I'm, I'm like, I, I, uh, I like, like, yeah, like you and Bird got really hooked to the game, in, especially in Overwatch 2, and have, are quickly approaching my playtime. Uh, 
I've surpassed. I think yeah, you've passed my playtime already in in all of Overwatch yeah. combined. Uh, so I'm like, I'm horrified when I look at your guys's playtime per but character. I don't want trick anymore. Yeah, but almost the entirety of all of your Overwatch ever is just Lucio until recently. That's true. And but that's because I like the, the entirety movement. of Bird's characters played in all time is just Kiriko and Mercy, just two characters. Yeah, and I'm I like. Think- Hundreds of should, hours of just out. that. No wonder you guys sound fucking depressed every time you talk about this game. What the fuck? No, I, I play I, like twenty five characters. <laughs> I protest this. I protest because Lucio is fun to play. You guys sound so fucking miserable all the time, and I'm like, I just it's because it's, I yeah. just yeah. have fun. It's and the number of times where switching characters yeah. completely changes the match is just such That's a big true. deal. That's 100%. Like. <laughs> but the, but support the problem is support the people your teammates just turbo feed. I both they would go not by be. Themselves I would both not be having skills. as much fun and would not be as high rank if I was just Moira every match because yeah. she's because I do well at her like. Yeah, hundred like, you know, percent. And my, my most played I, characters I, I like don't. Moira, Reinhardt, Symmetra, but like. Unlike a lot of players, my second, third, fourth places and all that are like right behind them. Like it is my my character lines are like uh, they look like a like a they look like a graph. Like you could like you could like chart the slope of my of the graph of my lines. Where it's like half the other. uh, You need you need some of you guys just have two giant meters, and then everything else is a little sliver. I'm like, no, wrong. What? Why are you (laughs) like this? And I and I know deep down that's how that's like how people are like that's how high ranked players are most of the time. But I'm like that's horrifying. That's like defeats the purpose of the entire game. (laughs) High ranked players, well, yeah, but streamers they tend to play other stuff every once in a while. Like even like for example, uh, I'm watching a lot of uh, Fitzy, which is a a top rank Sombra player, Sombra main, uh, and he he plays other stuff as well. Like even his montages, he shows other other characters. But the like the thing is, there's only so many support players. When I started playing, there were only like what six support players, support characters, I should say, I, I seven perhaps. I don't know. But the, the the point is, there's not that many options, and especially when you're devoted to learning Lucio in particular, or even Mercy and the movement, you're just so good at that character that it it feels like a, a an insurmount like a terrible decision and it is a terrible decision to go to a character that you're not good with like the moment i i started branching out from lucio to anna in particular because anna was good to uh, at carrying orisa and carrying zarya and it is anna is really good at carrying orisa and zarya um but the moment i uh, um I started to branch out like you could see people would complain about my performance and i was doing i was giving my best and i was like okay i am going to purposely stay back as much as possible and not die because that's how i can reliably be sucky at anna because sometimes using lucio just doesn't work because lucio the aura you need people around you and if everybody's playing every which way yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't play lucio unless you have like a really really good reinhardt or something and you can just stick to the reinhardt or the nice thing about overwatch is that the more you play different characters and just put time in in the game in general and develop your your mm -hmm. game sense and are just progressing you start hitting a point where you can just swap to a character you don't know how to play and just do it. Like surprising, uh, it's there's, it's surprising how much you can just pick up a character that you have no experience with because so of how problem, much you've developed skills with the game. My problem was the aim, and with Anna in particular, 
I was I'm good with unscoped Anna because it's the projectile and I I I have good accuracy with unscoped Anna or I I have now a lot better but when I was playing Lucio as like 90% of my games um I I was good at unscoped Anna uh but the problem is I don't have the game sense required to know what Anna is supposed to do so even if like even if I can move it around I never learned Anna. Even things, in simple things like nanoing. As Lucio, you can imagine, I would never get nanoed unless I jump in front of the tank. So it's like, <laughs> I would, I didn't know how to, an, to You're nano. You're powered now up. I know, get in there. The reason why I know now is because I play DPS and I understand the whole new facet of the game. And like, uh, I'm, that, I'm that, that is especially now. important. Is playing other yeah. roles makes you better at the roles that you like. Like the yeah, number yeah. of DPS and tanks, you can tell when your DPS and tanks have never played support because they don't understand how a support character even works. All they know is that they yeah. died ever and therefore the healers fucked them over somehow. And like, they fundamentally don't understand like how healers work, what their like healing bandwidths are, what the line of sight requirements are and mobility requirements, like how they have to play in order to survive when people aren't babysitting them and make and defending them and like, the resources they often have to manage in order to even manage to heal and like the sheer number of like complications and it's how you get to like like that that highlight i have of that uh that zen and reinhardt that i realized were streaming so i went to their stream to see them talking shit about us and then uh showed the uh how warped their perspective was about what was happening in the match when when they're complaining and everything like this Anna doesn't heal. It's like when I was healing literally the entire match and had gold healing, obviously, which isn't that hard to get versus a, a Zen, but obviously I was healing. Or like, ah, oh, the why didn't the Anna follow me? And I'm like, from my perspective, it's like this Reinhardt turned like three corners in a row into the enemy spawn and died. And I'm like, well, why is this my fault? <laughs> terrible feeding. Terrible feeding. That's the thing though. I like there's there's wrong things to do as a as a character and they and people do wrong things and then complain about the healers that that's definitely true yeah. i never really had that problem because lucio is just a different kind of healer so basically he's just like come to my aura don't you know don't don't be outside so no people don't usually complain about lucios they complain about lucio not healing a tank which is fair because it doesn't it, it's not good for tanks but um what i what i do see in and in bronze and silver i see that a lot is the support like just not healing and just going for dps like uh you're standing in front of them at, at half health or or even critical sometimes they don't heal you they, they don't care <laughs> and if you need to press heal me like heal me or i need healing and they sometimes heal you but sometimes not even then it's just like I, I, one of the last few games that i had as lucio i was just getting done at that point uh this was silver one i think and um i started as lucio and then we had lucio anna on uh, the new york map I forget the name of the map, Grand Central or whatever. Um, and um, and Diana was just doing, it had 2,000 damage already and like 300 health, uh, 300 healing, and the tank was dying, had died four, died four times, killed one person. And we were down one point already. And I'm like, this Anna is not healing. This is a DPS player that thinks they can just carry the game by shooting with Anna. So what I did is I switched to Zen. <laughs> and uh, I was, I was uh, healing the tank, and the tank, you know, was dying because it's not enough. Um, and the and the it, it, when they look at the healing stats, they see that Diana is not healing because as a Lucio, kind of tickle the healing, and it's like it, it comes across as not not doing anything. So what I did is by switching to Zen is forcing Diana to pull her weight, 
And then they complained. They said, your Zen sucks. And, you know, my Zen sucks. My Zen is absolutely terrible. Uh, and then this, the moment they start healing, they uh, I switched back to Lucio and we won the game. Um, but <laughs> my point is sometimes, sometimes that's just DPS players queuing as support. And you see that more and more. I, th- I see that more and more. I, like, just, I, it's like a plague, honestly. It's the, the, the battle mercies. It's the... DPS Moira's. <laughs> it's the freaking. I mean, the Zens though. The Zens are good. When is it, a Zen is DPS? I mean, I've seen amazing Zens, honestly. I mean, but, Zen is just a DPS character. That's true, but like Zen is like, so powerful. You like you just like yeah. They they are just like a like a focus character. Like you mm-hmm. should have your healing orb on someone and being paying attention to not just having it sit on the full health character and so on. And you should be ready to have that very powerful ult go off in life-saving situations. Yeah. But Zen's healing is so weak that it's common for the majority of his healing to be from his ult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's so high damage. Like, if you're landing headshots and you're also just putting your orb on the right target and the team's fighting oh, together, you just keep melting things all the time and it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so like Zen is, like is ult- Zen is absolutely the character you should be playing if you're going to be a DPS, DPS. support yeah, and yeah. when you just are not that focused on on being a healer because he's terrifying when that goes well. Yeah, and then then you can discord. Like I was playing also in New York. Um, we I was playing. I started off as a as a reaper. I usually started off as a reaper on on New York, uh, but I, I gauge what the enemy team has and then just change if needed. And um, what ended up happening is that, you know, I saw that I wasn't getting healed. The Zen was healing the tank and the Moira was effing off somewhere and not doing anything. And I was like, oh, okay, no heals in this game again. So Sombra it is because you put your transponder on a mega health pack and you're good to go. Um, or not transponder, the teleporter thing for Sombra. And I was playing as Sombra and I started noticing that if I, w- if I hacked anybody in the, me- in the middle of a melee, in the middle of a fight, the Zen would put the discord immediately on the on the on the hacked character so what ended what, what happens with sombra is that if you hack a character for eight seconds you have 40 percent extra damage against that character and the discord adds 25 percent extra damage for everybody that hits that character so i was dealing 20 uh, plus four uh, so it's 140 percent plus 25 it's 25 percentile points it's not cumulative so it's plus 60 65 percent damage so I would just melt the characters. I would hack them and absolutely melt. And we won that game so so readily. readily. And, the, and the Zen was doing damage on his own as well. It's just like every once in a while you see people that, yeah, they're playing a weird a weird character for the class. But like they are when they're good, they're good. But when it's a Moira, like pl- fighting a Moira is really easy. And Moiras don't learn that lesson in lower ranks. Because the Moira doesn't headshot. Doesn't like... You don't need to jiggle around the Moira because she's always going to hit you. All she has to do is I mean, right to some click extent, at you. And she's... To some extent, Moira is the scary character in low ranks because she's just unescapable. <laughs> like she's just this. She's a, yeah, exactly. Like she's, so this, what, she's this inevitable low skill source of damage. And yeah. so you have but, to specifically pop off and headshot her to stop, to kill yeah, her first. Yeah. <laughs> But also, you don't need to jiggle. You don't need to jump at a Moira. You don't need to like AD stru- uh, spam or anything. You don't need yeah, to evasion, spam or evasion's anything. pointless. You can just stand just still and shoot her as best you calm. can. The only mobility she, is if you're going to literally escape. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're a character that can ex- escape a Moira, you, you, perhaps you should, unless you have a good matchup. Uh, like like a Reaper, Cassidy's example, great for Moira duels because he gets to just relax and headshot her. <laughs> Uh, the problem is, well, if you catch her without the fade, you can just sticky grenade her and... Well, and, if she yeah. fades, she's but, running away. 
No, a lot of Moiras fade into the battle because they're bad. Well, that is, that is also, definitely worse. But I'm, I'm saying, like, as Cassidy, Moira can't do anything spe- specifically threatening to you. So you can just, like, yeah. hang out and just headshot her because she's she just doing she's just doing uh, uh, damage at a fixed rate and you can't evade it. So yeah. just calm yeah. down and headshot her. And then if she fades, then now she's vulnerable to your sticky, <laughs> which is much worse. Yeah. But as uh, I like I like using a Reaper against Moiras because they they think they they can come at me because like a Reaper is a tricky character because people don't know to like you need to be on top of the character because the shotgun has a lot of spread so you need to be like a meter or two away from a character so it's like really on top and Moiras love being close to you as well because they you know that's how they evade because the closer you are the harder you are to hit but for the, my Reaper anyway it's just like wow oh, you come to me <laughs> and then they die. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can struggle with Reaper sometimes because he's effective at such uncomfortably close ranges that it could be hard yeah. to actually track targets and not just whiff yeah. because you're blowing out that one. I was about to say, like, we should just have Toaster on the podcast because fucking Andrew's having a whole debate with him in text chat right now. But then I remember Toaster's on what vacation, which is why we're having yeah. a podcast instead of over, over out, outbreak this week. So he's, be, he'd, be, he'd be shitty phone audio. I was like, yeah, no, y'all could just debate. You, y'all could just debate that game in the, the podcast, but he would sound like shit. Yeah, <laughs> right. We we promised to talk shit about Dark Souls two hours ago. Go for it. Oh right, shit. Dragon what, what Butland. Ha- yeah, what you happened? Talk about shit about Overwatch instead. Yeah. What well, <laughs> what happened is there was the video game meme. Uh, Oh, yeah. Which is a, a, the most non-descriptive title possible, but it's this grid of pictures that where you fill in. Like, what's your favorite game of all time? What game's overrated? What's your once a year game? Blah, blah, blah. Like, there's just a bunch of, like, you just use a bunch of pictures. And I my, I filled mine out with a rule to not uh, use a single game twice. And also, I, un- oh. I unhelpfully didn't use a single logo. So if you can't recognize the game, good luck. Uh, and just <laughs> had some fun with that. But then Toaster filled his out. And we had some it's kinship where, everywhere. where for our, our canceled <laughs> game was PT in both cases and our overrated game was Ghost of Tsushima in both cases but uh what is it also everyone's wrong about this one is Dark Souls 2 did you <laughs> oh, oh yeah you didn't do that no his mine was Dark Souls 2 his was Castlevania oh um is this not toasters oh I'm re- looking at the wrong one but... well he has there's two toaster yeah. ones oh, that, yeah. oh there it is one's yeah, a joke yeah. But uh, no, really? it was a, no. for my biggest letdown slot was Yik. His biggest letdown was Bloodstained. But then what? What? what, what this, we had this big discussion before the podcast where I was just like, "We got to start the podcast." Like we're just talking about games. Like we could be recording this, but then we stopped that it topic. Wasn't that so big because of a discussion. But then a topic got cut off because I mean it would have been a big discussion. It was launching into a whole thing. Uh, yeah. But but then that got cut off because Andrew brought up the Nintendo Direct and we did that instead. But uh, mm-hmm. sorry. We're gonna we're potentially gonna open with just talking shit about Souls games, because uh, what what caught uh, Colonel's attention is that uh, in in the second version of the favorite game meme that that Toaster posted, it's just all Souls games the entire screen. It's like favorite game overall, Bloodborne, Change You as a Person, Demon Souls, biggest let uh, overrated, Dark Souls, biggest letdown, Dark Souls, like. Uh, this, all, all, most of the good, most of the really good things on the entire screen are Bloodborne, and most of the bad ones where you have to talk about something bad are Dark Souls One, uh, and that caught 
uh, that caught Colonel's attention. But yeah, like I was, I was talking about how like at the time, uh, Toaster was really, really into Demon Souls when it was new. Uh, and so for him, Dark Souls was a letdown. Like it felt like a step back and away from a lot of what was good about Demon Souls. And overall, I agree because like I have that uh, I had that time where I was dragged on the shitty Dark Souls Reddit, where they took my tweet and posted it. And like, when you really want to have a special opinion, you're so unique and yet, like implying I'm being contrarian oh, yeah. for the sake of it or whatever. When I had my ranking of all the Souls games, where I said that the best one is. Uh, I said Dark Souls 2 is the best one, and the second best one is Bloodborne, and then Demon Souls. And my bottom games, like I said the I said the worst one was Dark Souls 1, and the second worst one was Elden Ring or something. And mm. to be clear, these are all good games. So like that's the like this all this, this, this is a narrow band of quality we're discussing, where it's not like, oh, this is the Sonic 06 of Dark Souls games. Like they're they're good games. But Dark Souls is <laughs> like, yeah, well, you know, like, it's, it's like, people, act, people like, I'm act, imagining you, people look at that list and they're, they're, they're acting like I'm looking at the Bloodborne and Dark Souls and Sekiro, like, thing, the Soulsborne, fran like, semi-franchise genre thing of From Software Games, and they, they act like I'm comparing these games as if they're like Devil May Cry 5 and Devil May Cry 2. Like, and it's like that range does not exist in the Dark Souls franchise and its spinoffs and there's I'm just inheritors thinking of like a or whatever. Souls game. I'm thinking of a Souls game where like you just even rolling causes you to like fall through the earth or something like that. Just like yeah. every single conceivable part of a Souls game just being a nightmare to get through. Like bosses that just don't take damage or things like that. And just be like, oh my God, this like. I would hate that the Sonic 06 of Dark Souls. What a nightmare! Like as somebody who played the franchise in order as they were coming out, and I, I played Demon Souls when it first came out, and I and I struggled with it. I bounced off it a bit, and Dark Souls kind of helped me. It was the the kind of one where I kind of committed partly partly because like the the zeitgeist, and I kind of got through that and so on. And then I played Dark Souls two as it came out and so on. Like when you go back and play the games in order. It is pretty noticeable how much a lot of Dark Souls 1 is a step down in quality from Demon Souls, and Dark Souls 2 is a step forward. Like, it's actually, like, it's amazing that the yeah. the cultural memory of it is that Dark Souls 2 is this amazing game, and those games are both bad. Like, Demon Souls is the fucked up experiment that they improved on and made a good game finally out of with Dark Souls, supposedly, and then Dark Souls 2 is somehow a huge mistake. Like... Mm -hmm. it's very strange that that's where the discussion is but like we have that a lot like it's the ongoing thing with like the last jedi and like the last of us part two where like we're like just bizarrely uh, the it's like the discourse it completely inverts to like what the actual quality of the things are and because it becomes like a popular meme at some point to discuss them in that way and it's it's like we guys I can tell you're having the Doctor Who effect here, where it's just like, ah, this is the Doctor that was the Doctor when I, when the show was popular in the, in a specific moment where I got into the show, so the the best Doctor forever, and so like Dark Souls Two is where I got into the franchise, or Dark Souls One is where I got into the franchise, therefore it's the best one because I can never recreate the arc of beating a Souls game for the first time and overcoming, and everything else feels derivative and repetitive by comparison, but like Dark Souls is. A weirdly janky, unfinished mess. Like it's it's, mm -hmm. it's like 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 famously, it barely ran when it came out, and it didn't. And that never got fixed. It just 
hardware it's just that it got ported to pc and then the hardware kept getting better and we modded out all the uh, most of the problems and, and so on pc <laughs> it ran at 720p oh yeah on pc oh, which, oh trust a, me we know oh yeah seven yeah. The, it, it's pc part was 720p 30 and it still ran like shit half the time that's you know it was on games for windows live and that's not even what i mean specifically but yeah it was poorly optimized and poorly like working in general but it's also like like and, and I, I know that illusory wall enjoys this and it's part of and it's like a whole fandom thing now to like dig into the weird features of this but like this game is full of so many like half implemented broken features like grave lording and stuff like how like when i was teaching it like it's such a janky weird experience that like when i was playing the game with andrew when i'd already beaten the game like five times we were like leaving he's like opening the shortcut door at the beginning of the painted world that leads back to the bonfire and it fucking's like it's like uh disasters are removed because the grave lord servant has defeated and it just pops that up on the screen and we don't know what any of those words mean including me the person that's playing including disasters it, it, <laughs> like i like I, i've played so much dark souls and i don't even know what it's talking about because you have to like, it's like a Wikipedia exclusive message as far as understanding what the fuck that even was saying. It's like, <laughs> even I can't tell Andrew what's happening. But like, half the mechanics don't make sense and don't work. The netcode's trash. The Most of the covenants just refuse to have any kind of enjoyable gameplay or thing that's even worth pursuing. It's full of vestigial, weird, half-implemented mechanics that they just kind of added on. Some of them are iterating on Demon Souls mechanics and some of them are new ideas that just didn't work out but above all people praise the game so hard for its interconnectedness when the interconnectedness is almost exclusively just the early game and almost none of yeah. it has a reason to matter like almost none of the interconnectedness is mechanically relevant to any of your decision making or like gameplay throughout the game and almost in almost all of it amounts to, like aside from being like oh the lower undead berg has a door that shortcuts back to the upper undead berg but you won't use that like it's not very important that that happens but you get you just be like oh that door from earlier here i am i'll never i'll never take this path but huh that's what that door was interesting the one that's like after you like you like go from the, the upper undead berg bridge with the three people that throw firebombs at you into that one sh sheltered oh, room that has two enemies, then one of them has a shield, and then there's a gate there, but you can't open it, so you go mm -hmm. left to the guard tower, then up the, then up the ramp towards the Taurus demon. Like, eventually, you're like, oh, I opened that gate now. Oh, that's where it was. Like, that's half That's half of the interconnectedness is just being like, huh. Like, it's not, a met it's not, like, a, it's not, it's not like Metroidvania stuff where you're like, oh, shit, I can go this I way used... now, and it's all important to my wolf powers and mist that. form. I used that door when I was exploring the depths uh, my first time around the game. Because I had a, a like a the bonfire like a was powerful. Yeah, because I didn't. Oh, find because the, you because you could enhance the bonfires in that game. You're right. Yeah, but also, yeah, yeah I, did, I don't think I found the bonfire down there for a while. Like I played the game for 15 hours by myself. I didn't. I wasn't really. I was. I like. I wasn't. So, sometimes really fully the aware of... interconnectedness is most relevant when you have the most horrifying, like gap in your knowledge where you missed a really yeah. specific thing so you're like my bonfire um, so. is four zones away from the thing i'm trying to do and you have to like yeah. zigzag through this nightmare of ramps and like and, and yes. enemies yeah yeah absolutely i think for a blind playthrough and i think people even like uh, we say we say blind playthrough as let's players because for us it's very obvious 
with an audience uh, that you shouldn't the gaps just in our cheat all the time what to do no not just but, that i think but so much of the audience just looks things up the entire time they're playing these games that but also if they don't look things up it feels like they know everything when we don't have an audience telling us you're doing this wrong you don't understand how the 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 the, the little things that the pieces in the minish cap game connect to other like you don't know how to upgrade your weapon or whatever like i didn't know how to upgrade my weapon for the first 15 15 hours of the game i didn't understand that that oh jeez uh <laughs> which was fine you can play the game that's fine um challenge run, like, let's go but people when you play a game by yourself you don't understand what you're doing wrong and it feels like you're doing everything right and the game is what it is so for your experience of the interconnectedness can be completely legitimate and created by your lack of knowledge which is you know it's totally fine but it's just like um i think I, it's not necessarily that it's a crutch for new players the interconnectedness but demon's souls does it better for a reason because there's only one bonfire per level i don't know if that's where you were going keith with the interconnectedness because you were I mean, I no, were because like demon souls doesn't have interconnectedness it does though well at least in one of the levels the you know with the shortcuts back yeah well i yeah i just mean like the uh, ever the levels don't attach to each other because they're all played back they, to back. yeah they don't they don't it's just that the yeah. levels themselves have one bonfire so they're forced to have they're, but I also, they're forced I, I to think, think about having a series of shortcuts and things unlock over the course of it and more like a, a way that they would later like would later happen like the surge because it had a similar mm -hmm. approach. So they had to figure out how to make the levels more navigatable to work around that specific limitation they were placing on the player. Is and then and that 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 does lead to having a series of things you open up that feel really rewarding. It's like, oh fuck, this goes here. Oh thank God. This leads back to this place. Whereas I think like it's bonfire, more rewarding the, in Dark, Souls. Dark Souls one kind of just spams bonfires and doesn't really lean on that does, particular yeah. approach. And in particular, in, like in one of the main the interconnected elements is just the Valley of Drakes. Which is just kind of a yeah. shitty level. It's just a, the Valley yeah. of Drakes is just a ragged cliff with a shitty dragon boss fight in it that they copy pasted from somewhere else, and it just is a weird blob that's just like I my job is to connect six things by not being a level in my own right. It's like, all right, mm -hmm. <laughs> was this really that's worth it? I don't know if this really like f accomplishes that much. It's like okay, technically, I can walk from this strange back door spot of. The uh, and it looks ugly as dark well. Red garden, way, dark Root Garden, Dark Root Garden, and then go from there to yeah. Firelink or the uh, Sense Fortress or Blight Sense, not Sense Fortress or Blight Town, no. but like I don't know if that accomplishes oh, much. Ones, it's technically yeah. doable, and also like the interconnectedness is somewhat cut down of like being this interesting exploration thing because a lot, a huge number of players just start with the master key which immediately fucks up the whole thing because you can just go straight to blight town and not deal with half of what of why those zones even connect and that's an incredibly strange thing <laughs> but, but that's a, fine as well but above I mean, that's all because I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to attack the thing that people praise too much about dark souls one like the interconnectedness mm -hmm. is this amazing thing when it's it's mostly just like a, a spectacle like oh look, look that goes there that's that's interesting and then you never come back uh but above all, like, Dark Souls just plummets in quality after you get the Lord Vessel. Like, 
it's astonishing how bad on average most of the levels are after that point where half of them are just kind of agony to play and a lot of them are just uninspired kind of just a straight shot with hazards in a way that's like significantly less interesting than half of the levels in demon souls that were technically like that like and uh, and like there's they're, they're they lean really heavy on the idea that you're hopefully very engaged with or entertained by this particular like gimmick that the zone has because there's very little else coming coming out of it like like a uh, seath's archive is all right but the uh the what is it called the great the grave of is it called the grave of saint no, the valley of giants uh no, the dark, is the dark zone, the dark, 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 dark zone in Dark Souls, uh, oh, the abyss or whatever, and the demon ruins, and the crystal cavern, are all just like it's just a zigzaggy path to an end, and the gimmick each time is this one you can't see the platforms, this one you can't see anything, uh, this one the the floor is lava, and also you can't dodge it, so you just have to you just have to spell, wear a special item to get through it. One of the worst offenders is the demon ruins because, like, once you get past cease ceaseless discharge, it's just two boss fights you fought already, repeating over and over again until you then get to the boss of the zone, which itself is just a boss fight you've already fought twice before. <laughs> but it's the third time he's a real boss fight again, 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 followed immediately by an iffy centipede boss. And that's like the boss is kind of okay, but the arena is just horrific. And then you have to push through just an endless amount of running through lava that's hurting you slowly if you have the ring or or killing you instantly if you don't. And you just push through that to then fight Dragon Buttland. Just an entire zone that is the back half of the undead dragon over and over again. Bafflingly. It's like the least fun zone they've ever made. Like it's the, It doesn't even have the novelty of the nightmarish reindeer level from Dark Souls 2. Even, which itself is its own kind of yeah, agony. Well, I, it's a good thing that it doesn't have that novelty. <laughs> and then that's followed by the Demon Ruins, which itself is just like a, a very uninteresting, boring, tedious level full of just the worst enemies and then with infamously like the worst boss. And it's like huge chunks of Dark Souls 1 are like not interesting challenges. Like there's, there's entire levels that like I, I kind of like the Darkness one. And that, but that's about it. Like I'm, I, I, I I'm immediately not very interested in going down the invisible platforms, fight the same crystal man over and over again, crystal golem, and like the demon ruin, and like the whole demon area is so bad that people genuinely consider paying like forty humanity to skip it because it's that unfun, even though it doesn't take that long to just blitz through, even when you hate it. And, and then, then even the, the, and then even the skip path recycles the fucking Titanite demon again. So you have to deal with him on that path. And you're just like. <laughs> Kill me. Uh, I think. It, also the Lord Vessel's fucking fog gates are stupid. It's they just are. really stupid it's that there's like giant golden there's just giant golden thing. fog gates that stop you from progressing for no reason and they let and they you go really deep up. down one-way paths before you encounter them in many cases and you're just like yeah. oh I guess I just can't it is, that feels can't like just, a really can't, can't last just have minute fun. excuse me <laughs> they, 
they changed the order or something. Of the oh, it level feels extremely like, ah. thrown at the last minute. It, yeah, like, like yeah. because almost everything about Dark Souls feels just wildly unfinished compared to every other game they've made. Like Demon Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, Elden Ring, the, and Dark Souls two and three. None of them are so explicitly full of the like Wind Waker esque unfinished content in the way that Dark Souls One is, and like so much of Dark Souls One is just cobbled together bad content that you just have to just choke through. And it's just I'm so confused that people can conf- just continually refuse to re-examine the series and ign- just acknowledge that Dark Souls One was neat and it got them into the franchise, but holy fuck, it's a mess. It's such a mess. <laughs> Like, why can't we acknowledge this? I I think, regarding the interconnectedness, I think that Dark Souls 2 does it better. And let me explain. It's not the same kind of interconnectedness in the sense that you explore one branch of a level and then it turns back into the beginning of, that, of a different level or whatever, which is what Dark Souls 1 does. What Dark Souls 2 does is it has a hub that you at first don't really see all the connections because you get to a point of the where the Emerald Herald is. Uh, and you get this like a big uh, like thing overlooking a, a, uh, an ocean. And uh, like there's a few, a few paths that connect to it. And like you can immediately tell there is a path that connects to a land of, of uh, like islands in the middle of an ocean. It's, I, don't, I forget the name of the thing. It's where you fight the, that shield dude. Uh, what is it called? forget the name of the bosses, actually. Um, it has uh, giant statues, and uh, there's a dragon that connects to the blue sentinel. Do you know the, the name, Keith? Uh, I lost the thread a little bit. What happened? The dragon <laughs> with the blue sentinel. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember the two. Basically, you get to a hub. I noticed that. It, the, it, I'm sorry. There, I noticed there was a waveform on my desktop audio, and I'm like, I shouldn't have any audio running right now. So I, for a second there, I'm like, where's this uh-huh. audio coming from? And I lost. I lost the the thread oh, a little sorry, bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, there's Dark Souls Two. What he does is, it gets you into a hub, and at first you think there's only two paths, and one of them goes to a, like a, a completely different place than the other. Uh, and you just explore which one you find easiest or which one you like the best. And then over the course of the game, more paths open from that hub. It's the well yeah. that leads you to a place. It's the, there's like a trap thing. You get in the, the stone of a, that yeah. rotates that one hub door and it goes to a completely yeah. different location. And there's also the realization yeah. that Hades Tower of Flame and the Forest of the Fallen Giants both lead to that cove, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only, yeah, that's the only sort of circle back thing. Well, so the, that in particular, that one, that zone that has the, the ruined port. sentinels and the lost sinner, if I remember correctly, has like two mm-hmm. entrances. So it has like a multiple yeah. exploration pass through there. That's that's like an interesting traversal there. It feel yeah. honestly, it feels very inconsequential. You but just end it, up it seeing the zone yeah. from a different perspective. It's like the, it's like yeah. a it's like what if the Blight Town ran? <laughs> but what I think what I think Dark Souls Two does better is that the, the hub. Like, even though it's the same hub, it keeps opening new paths from that hub. And not in the sense, oh, this is an illusory wall over here. It's just things, you know, a well. You didn't think the well would lead anywhere. Guess guess, guess what? It does. It, the, this, this this cellar in this house has a thing. Guess what? It leads to a place. And, like, I think it it is better. And it does it in other places as well, not just in the, uh, not just in the, uh, um, 
in the in the initial hub. It does it in the uh, what is it called? That place that leads to the fog uh, area. There's a, a couple of areas that it basically branches without you knowing in advance that it does. And I like that. The it's not the forest of beast men. Yeah, yeah. It, it's shaded I, I woods. Like that. There it's we go. Cool. Shaded woods, which itself is probably the worst Dark level in a while. Game. Yeah, same. Shaded Woods is probably the worst level in the game. And it's a fun level. It's a challenge, but it is, you know, it's a challenge. Actually, I take it back. The uh, the the place full of spitting poison statues is the worst level in the game. <laughs> the the, ru the <laughs> run to the rotten. Yeah, because I did not find the bonfire there, and I oh. hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I hated that it so much. That would be bad. It would. I had to do the whole level every time. Uh, the Forbidden Gulch or something like that. Yeah, the, the dark gulch or black gulch. Dark, it's a yeah, gulch black, thing. Something like that. The, uh, it, I'm kind of amused by that level because it is just this like 20 foot long nightmare gauntlet of traps that you're trying to figure out how to quickly like and there's navigate invaders, to, get, to get to the boss. <laughs> it's not just traps. There's a bunch of invaders. If you, you use it, if you go in uh, Wild Ember or whatever it's called, the, there's a the bunch of people that show up. You wish to ring the bell, do you? I'm just remembering Dark Souls 2. It's been so long. Wow. And then there's the Gavlan Deal? Gavlan Wheel? <laughs> Gavlan oh, Wheel? Gavlan Deal. <laughs> That's the one. Gavlan wants soul. Many, many soul. <laughs> ew, ew, give us smooth. <laughs> oh, that's... That's all these fucking voices. This is like... The worst play I've ever heard. <laughs> it's just the fucking... Never heard. All the iconic yeah. NPCs throughout all of Dark Souls 2. <laughs> I fucking... And there's the Pursuer. Though I think the Pursuer is a great thing. And One I of the things I hate, hate the him. most about the Demon's Souls remake is the fact that they fucking sanded over some of the iconicness of some of the NPCs. Really? Yeah. Like the fucking... Like, uh... I mean, have you played Demon's Souls, the original? Oh, the Demon Souls remake. I thought you were talking Dark Souls remake. No. Oh yeah, the Demon. I like didn't the, uh, play either. Like the first, like the merchant in the first chat level is mm -hmm. incredibly voiced. He's fantastic. Just this this scummy little man. He's so good. And then they fucking replace him with a more boring guy that sounds like uh, Hamish Black or something. And you're like, I. Mm. He's just he just sounds yeah, like a YouTuber now. <laughs> he sounds posh. They did do that to the whole game, didn't they? They removed the nice soundtrack. They Yeah, they removed all the brassy, farty horns from all of the boss themes. Mm -hmm. Everything that was, like, quirky and fun about the themes got replaced by, like, generically proficient symphonies. Nope, no, not, there's not a lot of, like, like, very... I don't like how everything blends together... It's like listening to the Beatles sing. Like, it all blends together into this nice harmony, and it all seems so clean. And I like I, a lot of video game music, but especially, like, stuff like uh, Pathologic and Demon Souls. I like that it's, like, these, like, eccentric elements mixing together, and, like, each individual element, like, sticks out a bit, and, like, is kind of, like, kind of, like, attention-grabbing. And there's, like, a... Everything feels like very deliberate, specific choices... And you, and it makes the yeah. the, uh, the songs memorable, and of course, I mean, and remakes of... that sanded over to make it like the fact that they removed the laughing from the Tower Knight theme just hurts my soul. <laughs> the Tower like, Knight the fact, theme, the fact that like ha 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 ha, 
becomes oh, like one, a bunch yeah. of like strings going like it's a fucking like oh man you know this franchise from the 80s we're bringing it back and we're playing that iconic theme that you heard once upon a time but now it's like slow and melodramatic and self-important like when they're it's like it's like the it feels like the equivalent of when they're like like once upon a time like ghostbusters was this like this like like slapper nightmare this this, this goofy ass like song i chose weird song i chose weird words for that sentence but you know yes, it's, it go, it's like it's got it's got these silly themes like, 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 like it's got the do and then they show they all ghost busters but it's all goofy and and it, there's like that fucking like the baseline is incredible boom, as well. like synthy like stupid like slasher yeah, sounds and then you hear like mm-hmm. a tr- and then like predictably you're like oh there one day there's gonna be a reboot for this franchise i think that i think this i think i predicted this and it literally happened afterwards is they did a reboot with like the kids or whatever and like i think the trailer was like fucking piano and it's like boo do 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 and it's like oh is that a oh my god is that a ectoplasm gobstopper imagery oh is that the van is that the trap then it cuts cuts to black in do 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 like <laughs> all this fucking reverence for a goofy song from the 80s i'm like fuck you the point was the goofy don't fucking yeah. <laughs> make it this this dramatic hype thing like oh man i'm gonna like you have like a hand that like dusts away at the glass revealing a piece of iconography from your childhood and we're hyping this up like it's a fucking war memorial. Like fuck you, <laughs> I hate I hate <laughs> this approach to to nostalgia where you sand off everything that's interesting and quirky about a thing and just make it generically reverent and, and hype when that's not the point of the music arrangement you're even referencing. Uh, I wonder what they're gonna do with the uh, Resident Evil Four if they're gonna do the same thing. I don't the I don't know the, the the Resident Evil remakes are interesting because they're really toning all the goofiness down and all the they're going for realism yeah resident evil 2 and 3 specifically i'm sad that you probably won't save a dog from a sad from a trap and then have him come back to save you during a boss fight (laughs) because that's resident evil 4 resident evil 4 4 is hilariously absurd it's incredible how camp it is and i don't know they might do it they might still like i know I know that they toned it down a bit in Resident Evil 2, but also maybe Resident Evil 2 was kind of unintentionally absurd in some levels just because it was an old video game. Whereas Resident Evil 4 is so on purpose so often. <laughs> like, it can't not be. It's impossible. Yeah, the, but no, yeah, at, at the beginning of the game, yeah, as yeah. a tutorial for the idea that there are, in fact, bear traps everywhere, you see a, a wolf with his, his paw caught in a bear trap. And you re- and you, so you can rescue him with a little button prompt, and he runs away. I remember that. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, know he and came when you back. fight, and you fight your your first giant man, he he rescues you a bit. Like he helps you during the boss fight. Oh, and then, and so I remember on. you were trying to to yeah, right. right I was right. I was expecting him to like show up more and be like a or some sort of reoccurring character, but it's just like a one off. But it's it's really funny that it happens. Mm-hmm. But over the course of Resident Evil Four, it becomes incredibly clear that this is so on purpose. It's so absurd on purpose. It's. And at the same time, they might do that again, because as weirdly, there there is a weird element of like Resident Evil th- two and three being pretty self serious in their remakes, but seven and eight 
are extremely grindhouse nonsense. Like the Nicolas mm -hmm. Cage Magneto Man and uh, everything involving the baker, like father in seven and like and in all seven, these absurd yeah. moments of the protagonist getting dismembered and just plopping his like limbs back on with a healing item and like and just the absurdity of like the like the like the uh the chainsaw duel in Resident Evil 7 and the garage boss fight in Resident Evil 7 where you're fighting over a car in a garage with no space to use it in and so on like uh mm -hmm. i it, it just it, it like depends on which attitude they take but they could absolutely if not recreate the same silliness in 4 they could create a different version of it for sure and i and i would hope they would because I don't know how you reboot what happens in four to be serious. <laughs> like, there's a tiny Napoleon man. <laughs> Look at him. He he fights you with a statue of himself. <laughs> there is <laughs> my problem with four in uh, four's narrative specifically is that there's no overarching threat in the sense of. Um, like you, you, you see the boss, and that's the boss. Let's kill the boss. Why are we not killing the boss? Because the boss decided that there's a level between me and him, and there's another level and another level, and then there's another boss after that, and it's just like. I think that Resident Evil Four has a bad like villain presence. Yeah, in part because it constantly does, what? and this happens more in Five. Also, it spends most of its runtime hyping up the current next villain. Which makes it feel mm, like just a series mm. of episodes of oh, we're, this is the guy that we're building up to. I killed him, and then they don't come. They surprisingly do actually die and don't come back half the time, and then the, the, they just have to start establishing the next guy again. And it's like, is that and and the uh, the main main villain has so little presence and isn't that interesting that even when he does show up, I don't even necessarily clock him right away as being the main villain. And it's only like near the end. I'm like, oh, I guess this is the guy that's left. I guess this is the main villain of the game. Robe guy. Okay. And then like everyone else, he just turns into like a and you fight him and it's fine. But yeah, it, like uh, Resident Evil uh, 7 has a better through line because it has oh, yeah. a, a, a villain you fight over and over again in various forms in a billy birkin sort of way in like an in a or like a yakuza zero kuze kind of way that fucker that you fight like seven times mm -hmm. so you have this like growing rivalry with a specific character that keeps coming at you uh is more of a presence than like the approach they take in resident evil 4 and 8 where it's just like go over here fight limit lady dimitrescu okay go over here and fight the fish okay go over here and fight the doll okay fight go over here fight the metal man and it just kind of, it's like they have no presence outside of their chapter and then they're never mentioned again after their chapter despite the online hype Dimitrescu had and 4 has that structure where it's just like ah oh, this is the Napoleon man chapter ah oh, this is the uh Bayman from uh Dead or Alive 4 chapter and he's got a knife mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh... The campiness on the campiness side, I will. I I, I really enjoy. I never played it actually, but uh, even though I own it, but I really enjoy watching let's plays of Resident Evil Two Remake. Um, and because I just think it's a fun game to watch. Uh, and there's Resident Evil Two, 
remake specifically has a, an interaction between Leon and uh, Eve, uh, what's her name? Ava? Vera? Ada Wong? Ada, that's the one, yeah. Where she's like, hey, you need to do this because, you know, I'm FBI and this is this is like really dangerous. You need to help me. And uh, so in the back and forth between these two characters, Leon says, I can't do this. You said it yourself. This is federal business. It's FBI stuff. And that's his line. And then Ada has a big spiel in the middle of which she kisses uh, Leon. And she talks for a while. So there's like two or three minutes of her talking and explaining why and why it's important. And Leon goes from the line of saying, you said it yourself. I can't do it. It's a federal business. And his next line is, yes, ma'am. And he walks out and never says another word. <laughs> In that whole scene, his whole thing is like being completely dumbfounded that she kisses him and gives him a big spiel. And the, and, and the next time he talks about her, he says, I can't believe I miss her. And I just burst out laughing every time <laughs> he says that. He's like, Dude, she just said words that you and kissed you unprompted and you acting like you fucking dated for years. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and it's so weird. It's like, because it's I it feels... It feels Leon, like, I mean, they just... As far as I can tell from the games I've played so far, the important thing to understand about Leon in Resident Evil 2, 4, and 6 is he's a very stupid man. <laughs> wow. He, is, he does not think very much. He almost never knows what the plot of the game he's in is, even by the time he finishes the story. <laughs> like, he just stumbles yes, through a zombie mess, is surprised by everything, and, like, he's the least... Like, Chris seems like the meathead, but he's always more aware of what's happening by the end than Leon is. And uh, Jill is 100% more capable than, like, anyone else, period, basically. And, like, Leon is stupid. Like, Even he was, Barry? He was the, he was, better than Barry? No. Barry's barely in the franchise. <laughs> Barry has uh, the Code Barry, Barry too. Barry is the side character in the first game and then a playable character in Revelations 2, a game oh, that no one besides 20. me and Andrew played. <laughs> I've seen yeah. Let's Plays, and it's great. Where they introduced Barry's daughter because yeah, it's uh, a great game. I thought it, I thought it was great. I I I, I kind of want to like redo it with Bird sometime, just for the sake of it. The uh, and I might have to read. I probably have to redo Re Revelation someday, just because not only do I not really remember our original playthrough, but we we lost the footage of the finale anyway, so it never finished. And so I'm like, oh, in this, oh yeah, in this full franchise Fuck. playthrough, I got to go back and play Revelation someday. Uh. But like this, it happens like in like all of all of all of Resident Evil Two is just a mess that Leon is falling ass backwards through as a rookie cop, with yeah. a mix of Claire and Ada kind of guiding him along, and that's probably the one where he understood the most. In Resident Evil Four, he is just stumbling through a mess of super mutant men and barely understanding what's happening, actively dismissing half the information in front of him. And Ada is just overtly manipulating him every step of the way and at multiple points just saves his life while also having incredibly questionable motivations to begin with half the time where I can't even tell what some of the scenes are trying to accomplish. Like, I, my, fa my favorite dumb scene is where she intentionally ambushes him for some reason right after that hedge maze and then they fight for no reason and then she escapes after refusing to basically say anything. And I'm like, you introduced yourself to this scene but you don't seem to be interested in conveying any information. So what was this point? Like they, they were, they're just like, ah, a Leon and Ada scene happens for some reason. 
<laughs> Even more confusingly, Ada, after that scene, teleports to the middle of the hedge maze for no reason so that you have to play out of it in her campaign. But she had no reason to go in or out of it. Like, she just is in the hedge maze for some reason and trapped there and you have to get back out, even though it's not where the cutscene took place and not the way she would leave. So she just is there now for some reason. Fuck you. <laughs> Play the hedge maze again. Uh, but worst of all... Best level. Worst of all is Resident Evil 6, where the entire reason that they have a, a showdown between Chris and Leon where they lock blades and are going to... Oh, man, are they going to kill each other? And it's like a trailer moment they can have. Like it's, I think it's on the back of the box. Like If you look at the back of the box of Resident Evil 6, it's Leon and Chris fighting, which only happens in a cutscene. And it only happens because of a massive misunderstanding because uh, the entire campaign... This is spoilers for Resident Evil 6, I guess, but also it's Resident Evil 6. Like We've been spoiling <laughs> a lot of things, yeah. Yeah, but this is I'm I'm spoiling the twist of Resident Evil Six, but it's also the worst one. And oh, it's also the worst. And you yeah, either know by now or would never care. Uh, so like the whole time, because this is all that ever happens with Leon. In Leon's campaign, he's just kind of weirdly, kind of chasing after slash being manipulated by Ada, and the whole time, uh, Chris is being antagonized by Ada. And like losing crew members to Ada and uh, getting being given trauma by Ada. And then you realize, oh, there's a clone of Ada that popped out of like a egg sack. And that's the fake Ada Wong that's evil. And so the whole campaign, Leon's dealing with the good Ada and Chris is dealing with the evil Ada. And they're dressed completely differently, so they're easy to tell apart for the player. And so the entire... So once again... The entire conflict that happens between Chris and Leon is because Leon doesn't know what's happening in the plot, and he never learns. <laughs> this misunderstanding <laughs> is never, never corrected. He never encounters evil Ada, and he just goes on to fight evil T-Rex man, and then his campaign just ends, having technically killed one of the main villains of the game, but having learned almost nothing and having crossed paths with almost no one and not knowing about any of the plot involving Jake or fake Ada, or Chris, or what's happening in the story. Like, he has, like, it's amazing how little he learns about what's happening in Resident Evil 6, it, which is completely in line with how he just is an, un, he's, a, he's like an uncurious person. Like, he does not care <laughs> about what's happening in any of the stories of the games he is in, and completely blows past most of it. It's like he's skipping the cutscenes in his own game. And it's very, it's very funny to me, that, to me that in his third game, he literally doesn't even learn about the the twist of what's happening around him and the misunderstanding and the thing that led to him fighting Chris. Like he literally never learns it. He just moves on, <laughs> and then this game ends. And you play all the other campaigns to learn what was happening. And it's 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 and it's partly because they they want to set up the campaigns so that as you play each one, you learn more and have like a a layered series of revelations and like a cool zero escape slash echo furry visual novel way but because it's resident evil 6 it's kind of just a train wreck uh and it doesn't really work that well like the narrative is the time doesn't even make sense like at, it, yeah like resident evil 6 is at its best a, a decent gears of war game and at, at its worst a terrible narrative and a horrible survival horror game uh i still say it's better than five because it's actually a decently fun series of levels to play with it with a friend and screw around with in Ge a gears of war kind of way but its attempts to be clever with its campaigns do not work. But also, it's also, like, very just depressing 
now that I've played Resident Evil 4, seeing how much Resident Evil 6 just remakes entire chunks of Resident Evil 4 as a reference. Like, before you get so to China, so much... Than you thought. <laughs> yeah, well, b before you get to China, so much of Leon's campaign is a series of places you already did in Resident Evil 4. Like the... Mm, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the... Like that... Like there's a level of Resident Evil 4 where you go up a hill full of graves into a church and that's like an entire Leon level in Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 8, uh, 6 is that you you go up through a big hill full of now there's dogs there and it's raining and the and the graves area is bigger and full of people that come out of the graves and then you go up and you, you reach the courtyard in front of the church and there's a whole last stand fighting people in that courtyard and then when you go inside that church in addition to having a puzzle and multiple floors like there was in the in Resident Evil 4, there's now a fart boss fight that farts on you. And like they, they literally like take individual segments of Resident Evil 4 and expand them into these like huge areas in some cases. But like the number of things that are direct one-to-one -one things is actually really amusing. You're like, oh, okay, this is that part from 4. And that's that. Like I kept recognizing things while I was playing 4 because I've beaten 6 like three times. <laughs> I uh, but the, I think the thing the relationship between Leon and uh, Ada is just that the I think the, the game is is written and directed in a way that it assumes the player wants the relationship to be there as fast as possible whenever there's a, a man and a woman on screen because I I see that as well in the not so much the voice acting but the 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 character acting of uh, Claire whenever she meets leon as well she smiles so much when she sees him it's <laughs> pretty boy it's it's like yeah exactly it's like he's using admittedly that, that's that, a lot uh, of people's reaction to leon so <laughs> i mean fair but like but it's so Meta but it, it is. extra textually or whatever but it is it's like me is, for real for real <laughs> <laughs> you can you can read that into her expression it's like she is oh, oh it's him i see him i get to see him again but the, she's not written gay like resident evil fans are very big fans of leon and chris the, is it is it official that that be dsm uh like thong thing custom costume for for leon is it an unlockable or is it like a mod bdsm thong for leon it's not yeah yeah there's uh, for a uh, resident evil 2 remake resident evil 2 what remake. probably not leon. He probably isn't. Uh, <laughs> You're probably looking at fan mods. It probably is a fan mod, but I've seen that fan Just mod. Just horny, horny mods. Leon, yeah, hor horny Leon. Basically, wait, is it is it this the one that has like his fucking police badge on his crotch? <laughs> oh, that look. Yeah, that is it. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, it, there's it, there's one that has. There's one where it's fucking a it's a mostly naked uh, Mr. X, and he's got the fucking oh. umbrella logo on his crotch. This is just this is just horny <laughs> Resident Evil Two. I mean, I'm game. There you go. This but is see, what, that's what I'm saying. This is what modders Claire... do. Like, here's a here's a here's a a tramp stamp uh, version of of Leon. Oopsie. Claire's smile would be justified if Leon was wearing that. Is all I'm saying. This is this tramp stamp Leon, tramp which he's got. Leon, he's got like yeah. a crop. It's like Resident Evil Four Leon, but yeah. he's got a. Uh, let's see, I don't want to delete the message. I want to delete the text. Oh, I just found whatever. Just found a, a an eight There's outfit a, that's. It's one that he's got like he's got. Outfit. He's like wearing like a. 
He's wearing like a thong or something where like he's he's, he's still wearing his full getup from Resident Evil 4, but it's a it's a crop top, so it's his entire top, back yeah. his his lower back is revealed, and his underwear is like way over his hips, like like riding high, and he's got a tramp stamp. <laughs> like it's a, people just do this, and I yeah. I support this. This is fun. When it's, I was yeah, looking when I was when I was trying to figure out how to install uh my Jedi Fallen Order mod so that I could play as Marrow because. Cog gave me the files, but I didn't have any idea actually how to mod the game, and I did like spend a few hours researching that. Uh, I quickly found that people have been very enthusiastically nude modding the protagonist of that game too. <laughs> like, and I don't even mean underwear; I just mean like just dick out the entire game with physics. Yeah, people nice. are just having people are just having their fun. I support this. It's I do not. Yeah. How dare you? I can't I, it, believe any of you have the audacity to... It's to very amusing to me. The only thing I'm iffy on is just the fact that it is a real person. And so maybe maybe they should oh, replace... Oh, I didn't think about that. I was thinking that maybe kind of like, like they, should, they should maybe <laughs> the replace his face if they're going to nude mod the actor. Oh, yeah. That's, Unintentional that's, deep faking. Like, <laughs> it, well, it effectively is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is a pretty weird... It goes uh, back outcome. to like the... Uh, the Ellen Page controversy, Elliot Page controversy, where uh, back in uh, Beyond oh, Two Souls, yeah. people like modded it to change the camera angle, and she he had a no nudity cl uh, clause uh, in oh. all of the all of his uh, his move his uh, contracts with games and and uh, movies and everything. Hmm. He was he was mad that his that. his character had like a full model and that you couldn't I don't think you could like look at it in the game but people quickly figured out how to mod to like look around and so on and yeah, yeah. there's definitely like a whole crisis with your uh, there's also a whole crisis with these kinds of uh, properties where it's like if you like you you, you and I'm not saying this is good I'm not saying this is like a uh, excused or whatever but like it's a thing to understand is that if you take work to have your face in a modern video game, people are going to immediately uh, data mine that out of the game and put it on Pornhub. Like people are going to make porn animations of any popular 3D video game. And so that does create like a bit of an iffy thing when you're like, but this is specifically a likeness of a specific real person and not just like video game man. Who is video games? Yeah. I know, that's messy. Yeah, it's a matter of... Uh, I mean, it literally is a matter of consent, but also, legally, it is a matter of consent. Because, you know... Yeah. I mean, it'd be much more illegally a, mat a matter of consent if it was in any way in the game, obviously. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, just non non specific mod co uh, costume mods and the things that you see Claire wear they're basically just as horny as as Leon uh, the Leon mods. So it's just like Oh yeah, that's just standard. Yeah. I'm more I'm I'm just impressed that there's equal opportunity at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the furries are too powerful. They know how to code. They are the coders. They might they not be as large of a word. demographic, but they're ta they're very talented, and they will they will get the male mods in now too. 
flashback to like I talked about this before, but like just when I played Kotor, when I looked into mods to potentially like just make the game work better on PC and stuff like that, I was just kind of like immediately noticing that all the most popular mods were make all the women prettier. And they were made by a series of like somebody like giving better up like trying to upscale and make and improve the faces of all the characters as a series of mods. But it was very noticeable that people specifically like the, the women were all more popular than the men. Which mm -hmm. is like two things. Like one, it's like this you can tell their motivation of like why they're trying to mod that specifically. But also like why do you selectively only want the women to look better? Like what why don't you if you care about upscaling why wouldn't you d install all of the characters they're all going to be in your game <laughs> so it's just strange to me if it's if, be so for me for me if it's a separate pack like if i have to go and download mint women men aliens all as individual packs to upgrade i'm only going to pick one of them because that's the more the more separate mods you continue adding the more risky it starts becoming to something going wrong yeah it should be all one yeah. uh it should be I, all well, one I don't, pack. I also i'm not talking about like crowds and pack. randoms and extras and bosses or anything i just mean like your party members yeah. that's what i'm saying though like if it's if you have to go do it for each individual party member i'm not gonna go out of my way to do that except for if it's all individual then i'm only gonna do it for the one party member that i care about like otherwise i'm not gonna find myself doing it to multiple so that's probably why like and you're probably gonna so find weird to have video. one character that's a different resolution than everyone else skyrim does this all the fucking time it does. every mod for skyrim yeah. is like one npc is just amazing now and everyone yeah. else yeah. can just go fuck themselves the armor like, and items. why yeah exactly. it's it's yeah. so weird but again like fallout does this too there's a lot of fallout ones where I like i made this one quest that. giver amazing and everyone else is still poopy and i'm like oh, okay I, thanks dude. I'm glad that guy looks amazing if i if i ever am forced to let's play skyrim i'm bringing inigo with me i if you bring, have to do skyrim yeah, well, like Patreon, if Patreon suddenly like, fuck you, play Skyrim finally. I'm like, I'm, mo I'm modding Anigo into the game. What he's is the, Inigo? Who is he's, Inigo? he's the purple cat man that is a completely fan-created companion that has over 7,000 voice lines. In Skyrim? Like, yeah. He's just a... He's, he's, just, a, he's yeah, he's, just in a, the game, he's a fan-created companion in, that just oh, is yeah. designed to accompany you through the entire game in a sort of Bioware-esque way of just like having a awesome. character with a fuck ton of dialogue and reactions and just kind of like add more to the game and feel like a thing. I can't fully it's judge his impact on the game because I don't I've never beaten Skyrim, let alone use this mod, but it would nah, just be more no tolerable way. to just play the There's so much fan art of just this character that doesn't even exist in the game and is completely a mod that was fan created. Hey, like, honeycakes. Like I've seen montages of him having like a bunch of unique dialogue specifically to do to like like there's a whole video you can watch that's just his series of unique reactions to you being a werewolf now. And he's got like like 30 jokes and oh, so on cool. just to kind of riff off of just like ambient dialogue when you're walking around and you're a werewolf. It's just a high cool. effort thing. That makes like, sense though. If everyone, uh, if a group of people universally latch onto an OC, then you can probably yeah. find yourself having a lot of content for that OC pretty quickly. That would, uh, it would make the game more tolerable, probably. Probably uh. not. I promise you it's not going to make Skyrim better. Like, Skyrim <laughs> will be shit no matter what you oh, do. Oh, yeah, and no, I'd prefer to never play Skyrim. Uh, 
the problem with Skyrim uh, is that it is a game about walking around dungeons that give you the same loot over and over and over again oh, without yeah. fail. That where you fight the same enemies over and over and over again without fail. But the dungeons sometimes are different and they're kind of interesting. Skyrim but will likely zero... quickly remind me of how bad Kingdoms of Amalur was. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, actually, Skyrim might be a little bit, quite a little bit better than Kingdoms of Amalur. But the like, there's zero thought given to environmental storytelling. There's zero thought given to enemy composition because the AI doesn't support things like, um, uh, you know, more than one enemy fighting you at a time in a way that is challenging and interesting. So it's just like you know, like I've, I've already played, house. I've already played uh, Morrowind and Oblivion, and Morrowind was fairly interesting because you actually had to engage with mechanics to even figure out how to progress because of how rough it is to even accomplish anything at the beginning, and you have to explore and you have to learn where things physically are the whole time because of its, yeah. its lack of markers. Oblivion, when I look back at it, I figure. I was super hooked to it, but I think that was exclusively because I had never played anything like that before at that time. That's fair. Like yeah. I played it as a I teenager. Think, yeah. That makes sense. I think the and same it, happens for Skyrim for a lot yeah. of people. It's like, it's like for the next generation of people, Skyrim came out. So if you're younger yeah. than me, Skyrim was like, incredible, wow, this has never happened before. But it's not interesting. <laughs> it's just in the, in the, in the grand oh, scheme of like genre awareness and experience with the video games skyrim just does not seem to offer much in its defense the writing is utilitarian and uh the lore is very deep and the game does a does make an effort to i'm not tell used to hear i'm not story. used to hearing utilitarian described as a good thing in dialogue but i guess you mean that it's not like doesn't waste your time with an ungodly yes. amount of writing because a lot of 100%. a lot of western yes. rpgs just keep writing they just keep Actually, writing I'm like stop Amalur. writing yeah. <laughs> yeah particularly as an example kingdom of amalur but oh my god is, that is what i mean yeah that is a 100 percent. the game does not want you to be woed by its writing quality but it doesn't, I mean, it's, it works well enough, the writing. It's not great, but, like, when you find this rebel leader or this vampire lord or there's, that, like, this multi-empire conspiracy thing going on, and, or even the small quests this person has trouble with, like, droggers elsewhere in a dungeon or whatever. It's even simple things. The game, you know, it's, it does a competent job. It's just not a, an interesting job. Brought not, to you like, by the company whose genius idea was for the next game to just have fucking procedurally generated quests. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's their level yeah. of, like, their expectation of, like, how much it's valuable to have meaningful content versus, like, just time-consuming content. Is that the fucking Fallout 4 was, like, had their radiant quest system where, where without, without warning you, characters would just start giving you quests that are nothing. They're just like, ah, yeah. there, there is... This enemy over at this location. So could you take care of that? And then they would just send you on that loop f f infinitely if you didn't realize that they were fucking wasting your time. <laughs> like the, the, but my problem with Fallout 4 came before that though is is that the writing is is infuriating. It oh, isn't utilitarian. Is awful. It's full of itself and thinks it's hot shit, and it's not. It's the worst thing. And all the characters are insufferable and bad people. 
and not in the interesting way like breaking bad or whatever it's it, they're they think they're good people the writers think they're good people no they're terrible I still <laughs> they're awful people i still haven't forgiven that game just for the fact that like when you i guess spoilers for fallout 4 but like when you when you get into the institute or whatever like I'll, I'll dance around some unnecessary spoilers for this particular thing but like you can find a computer that just says all the bad shit that they're up to that completely contradicts what their leader has been telling you about this place and you can't bring it up like they didn't oh, yeah, think I've seen a video about they this. didn't yeah. yeah it was my video probably where i was pissed at this game we're like like because mm, that's what happened in my, in my playthroughs i found all this documentation about all the fuck oh, up right, the, right, shit they're right. up to that's that contradicts everything they've been saying about what their actual mission and tactics are and and you can't like what's the point of giving me this information if i can't use it like you cannot confront anyone about the information you found which is such a basic crpg thing to have is like oh you found this note that com that's like the secret motives of the bad guys and whatnot uh this changes everything you should be able to bring up this note like i just hit a point in planescape where i found a thing that contradicts what my party member's been telling me all game and i can confront him about it because of course you can but they didn't even <laughs> think to do that so it's like, well, what, why did you include this weird piece of intel? The only thing I can do, the only thing I can do is just shoot someone. I can just, I can't talk to a single person about this thing. All I can do is shoot someone with no narrative context for why I shot that person. And now the game's like, ah, you've instantly been obliterated out of this entire storyline. And uh, this other, and what happened to me is like, uh, betraying any institute member in any way instantly voips out the entire storyline with the institute. But also the railroad's entire storyline was also about this plan with the institute, so that also instantly fails. So I just fucking like, you just get plopped out into the, like the fail safe storyline of like, uh, I guess you're gonna get Preston's ending now because we the we live no more quests. Like it's like, yeah, it's up there with when we yeah. shot the statue in Wasteland Three, and that instantly like yeah. ended several entire worlds of stories. But except it was the main story, so me firing on one guy went so far back out of all of the narratives that were nested in that in that game at that point that they were just like uh fuck it like we made a, a shitty other thing you can do i guess instead go play that now it has no connection to what you've been doing but that's going to be the ending you go on now or you're not going to have any satisfying outcome for anything you did uh yep that's yeah but now we're just My, ranting uh, about games we have to remember that we played six years ago I didn't. I never played Fall Four. I ca I couldn't suffer through <laughs> the characters. The I was very infuriated by the robot. I thought it was a joke at my expense, and it takes forever. He never shuts up, and I didn't like that at all. But I I'm okay with putting up with it because even though it's the first character that you find in the game, it's okay. I can put up with it. Uh, I was also very infuriated by the fact that they just ported the mod. Uh, the like they have the the mod creation tool that they have. They basically ported it into the game to allow you to. Um, create settlements and it says janky as the mod creation tool actually it's worse it's way worse than the mod creation tool because you know it's actually a tool in the game is janky but still i spent a few hours messing around with that and, and figuring out that yeah it's just like the mod creation tool uh and then i went and did the first few quests and the characters were all i just wanted to kill them all because they were the worst and i and killing them doesn't do anything because the game is not prepared for you to think that they're the worst it's like the arena in oblivion where nobody addresses the fact that it's basically people killing each other for no reason for the the, the profit and pleasure of other people and nobody thinks it's bad <laughs> and i'm like no you're all awful people all of you 
it's like and it never goes addressed 100% and there's some points in Oblivion where it should have been addressed and I remember the last time I played it I, I made a point to note when it makes sense to address it and yeah the, yeah just but Oblivion is also the, the game that has uh, one of the guards go oh you would have been a good officer or whatever when when i do a quest for the for the guards and and it's like it's treated as as like this this movie this cop movie kind of moment that cements as it is pretty obvious but it does cement the role of the guard in in oblivion as the police we which uh for those who don't know the modern concept of policing or i suppose the modern concept of police because policing can be applied in different things and it's different but the modern concept of police uh, is a, is very modern it, it's from basically the late the late 1800s and early 1900s uh, and it is related to a bunch of political things including hunting down slaves and other stuff but beside that's beside the point in medieval times there were no cops <laughs> there were there were armies and there were bounty hunters and there were guards for sure but not like in oblivion oblivion is just basically there's cops uh, and Morrowind, not so much, which is interesting. Yeah, it does know, make the game the surprisingly ahistorical by just not yeah, yeah. having the basic rules of like how that kind of universe would likely function. Yeah, and, but the thing is, the same way normal people, normal people, people and viewers are surprised when they find out that oh wait, they didn't have cops in medieval times, uh, and. The, the, it, it is reasonable to assume that the developers at Bethesda also wrote the the guard in Oblivion thinking that there were cops in medieval times, which is just, that's bad because they're the writers. They should have known better. They should have understand understood how their world is, is very specific. It's like, I don't know, having the stock market or, or like people paying mortgage or rent or whatever every month or whatever <laughs> in medieval times. Or I, do, I do not like the idea. Oh God, the medieval <laughs> stock market. All right, it's time yeah. for us to wrap this up. We are way over time. The medieval, not stock. way but, over time. But we only have occasional podcasts. Well, I, I try to make this two hours. That's true. That's Three true. hours is a lot. So then we are way over time. It yeah. still says two hours. That's what I said. So we're, we're in time. It's two hours and fifty minutes. That's not Sorry. how time works. <laughs> That's not how time works at all. all yeah, right, how old guys. are you? I... <laughs> It is how time works, because you know I'm I'm 35, but I have a little bit on top of 35, but I'm still 35. Does sure. it make sense? So it's still two hours. No, no it's it's <laughs> about to be three hours if you keep delaying. <laughs> You're about to I hit know, that point. Let's go. Let's go. Anyway, you can send your your uh, questions to Dialogue Choices Podcast. Uh, no. Yes. No. Yes. yes. Oh wow! All of my most recent messages in the for months now. All of my most recent messages in this folder are like weird ads. Yes. Like okay. We have yeah yeah dialogue choices podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, do we occasionally podcast and even more occasionally answer questions? So you can do that. Thanks for watching, like always, guys, and I'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye.